So the Lamentation Cube, you guys, and for those who don't know, the puzzle box from Hellraiser, it kind of looks like a little music box. If it were to play a song as you solve the puzzle, what song would it be? And understand, it's not going to have lyrics. It's just mm-hmm. like the little music box chimes. Okay, I got two for you. All right, um, lay them on me. The haunting theme of Why Can't We Be Friends. Classic. Uh, yeah, thank you. And of course, and I think this one's actually even more relevant. From War. Yes. The band uh, War. Okay. Uh, Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> <laughs> because that is Damn what is it, about John. to happen when you fuck with that cube. Hmm. Okay. Well, I didn't know lyrics was not a part of it, so mine definitely have lyrics. So I'm going to tell you my answers anyway. It's going to be a rendition of Ramon's Pinhead sung by Doug Bradley, and it will go, I don't want to be a pinhead no more. This time the pinhead is a girl. G-U-M-B, everyone's accusing me. Ooh. Did you get it? No, I got it. It's like a it's meta. Not, it's not good, butthead, but I got it. <laughs> it okay. Or how about Hello Darkness by Paul Simon? Okay. Oh, that one's good. That's my, That'd be that was my real answer, but I just wanted to really, you know, yeah. parody, do my best Weird Al with the lyrics of Hit the Ramones run, song. Well, you know? Weird Al is officially no longer subscribed <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> Come back, Al. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I went a little on the nose my first choice, and it was Born to Raise Hell by Cheap Trick. Okay. So it's got that nice little like drum and like, you know, bass guitar, you know, riff thing. That'd be kind of nice. Now, why not Born to Raise Hell by Motorhead? Because it's music box, man. It's got to be kind of like a catchy little theme. Okay. Highway to Hell. That's ACD. That one's actually got some good pickup, though. It's it's recognizable, Mm. but no. Born to Raise Hell by Cheap Trick. But if we can't do that... Buttered Up by Young Gravy. Why not? So, okay. No, just kidding. No, definitely Born to Raise Hell by Cheap Trick. I think it'd be a cool one. Or just really on the nose, Hellraiser by Motorhead. Hellraiser. I don't think you understand how Motorhead's going to translate to like little pinging chimes mm. in a music box. <laughs> there, John just did yeah. it. Uh, or uh, what it he just said. chimes all of them at one time. And like Motorhead. <laughs> That's all it says. Right. Be the show, the, the movie's own theme at that point. If we're really wanting to be on the nose here. Be uh, well, it was one of them sad piano tunes like uh, the Moonlight Sonata, yeah, or something really classy for this Hellraiser movie. The graduation uh, I song. I guarantee you that's been floated in a, a pitch meeting at some point. What if it have Moonlight Sonata in this movie? Like, get fucked. <laughs> Welcome back to the Grave Talk Podcast. We're here to talk about Hellraiser 2022 with Mark and John, as always. I'm Garrett. Fellas, Hellraiser 2022. But before we get into that, what have you been up to? Oh, so much. So you've, much. Been, you've been out sick. Yes. Yeah, so I used that time to watch, uh, I believe, 18 horror movies so far. This Leprechaun 1 through 18. Lo- loved it. Uh, no, I, close. I watched all six wrong turns. So keep your ears open for a quickie on that. I watched every Halloween from four till Halloween ends. Wow. Yeah. Why'd you start with the bad ones? <laughs> <laughs> well, Because that's came in the box set. Yes. Yeah, so right. the, 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 I did get five and H2O and Resurrection in a box set. And then I watched four because you got to watch four if you're going to watch five. 
No, so. you hadn't seen it last time when we watched Six for the That's Worst true. Show, right? Yeah, I hadn't. So thoughts on it real quick? He hadn't field. Uh, Boom. Ooh. Uh, four. Okay. Five. Eh. Six. Eh. Uh, H2O. Awesome. Resurrection. Better than I remembered, to be honest. And I really loved uh, Busta Rhymes just doing Busta Foo on, Hall- or on Halloween on Michael <laughs> Myers. So that movie, I mean, it was a very stupid retcon they did to make it possible. But honestly, it was kind of better than I thought it was. Okay. Well, that leads into Halloween Ends that you didn't get to record with us. Do you yes. want to give us your quick thoughts on that one? I do. So strap in for about seven hours. I got a lot to say, y'all. Oh, boy. Yeah. If you got a belt buckle, now would be the time. No, I'm just kidding. I'll be quick. Is I that did- for the heroin or to hang myself? Uh, after watching this movie, <laughs> you'll probably want to do both. So you like this, wow. what you're telling us. <laughs> I did not like this Halloween at all. I thought it was very self-indulgent and I will never, so spoilers for Halloween. Cause I can't really talk about why I didn't like it without spoiling it. You know, I, the episode's already out. You could yes. spoil it. Well, look, you know, people listen to things in random order. I don't know. I'm just trying to be polite because you know That's that fair. Fair I'm going to spoil enough. it immediately. I'm surprised I made it this far, to be honest. I believe we made <laughs> jokes about you spoiling you it in the episode. So it's bonkers to me to make a Halloween movie that barely involves Michael Myers. I will never forgive them for punking him out and getting his ass kicked by like a dweeb to get his his mask stolen. I get it. He's all weakened and he's like a troll hobgoblin, Michael Myers. <laughs> he lives under a bridge. I understand. Stupid. A dweeb who was beaten up by band geeks. Right. <laughs> yes, I know. Even lower than band geeks came down there and just whipped the shit out of Michael Myers and stole his mask. Unforgivable. Uh, I do agree. It is like that Friday the 13th where they tried to make a new Jason. Uh, so Mark totally you know, echoed my thoughts there. And obviously it didn't work then. It doesn't work now. And it further drives home that Halloween Kills was a totally unnecessary film. Because this movie, like, like y'all said, could have just followed the first Halloween and would have maybe made a little bit more sense. And then, you know, they could have done like a, a closing act after they didn't like monster mash uh, Michael Myers in that that masher there. And I didn't like what they did with Laurie Strode. I was a huge, huge. That was a huge disappointment. They turned her into a completely different character. Now she's like Susie Q homemaker. She's burning pies and doing sex in the city voiceovers when she knows that her arch enemy is just missing. M.I.A. After he killed half the fucking town of Haddingfield. I think these are all valid points. Now, I did a little bit of digging around um, thoughts on the movie after we recorded ours, because I don't like to have my opinion influence before we record. Uh, some folks are saying that what we were witnessing was that it was the transference from evil Michael into Corey as the new vessel. So that was kind of why he was never at 100% because it was already transferring into Corey. Like a mind meld situation. That's what I thought yeah. of when they did that weird thing that they did. So his, his his gas tank was full, but he gave half that gas to Corey. Right. So he's only working with half a tank. So does that work a little better for you from that angle? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 I, look, I get it. People are like, oh, this is the 50th Halloween movie. Do you want the same thing? Yes. Yes, I do. I want Michael Myers to kill people in my Halloween movie. I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't go to McDonald's and I'm like, oh, I've had burgers every time I come to McDonald's. Are you going to give me a fucking taco today? Can I have a McTaco, please? That's why they got nugs, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, look, you know what you're the getting. The chicken sandwich. When you go to McDonald's, you have a the menu. The fish filet, the McRib. McDonald's, get at us. Halloween 3 is the McRib yes. of the Halloween <laughs> franchise. You have a menu. You know what you're getting. It only comes around every now and then, but the people who love it fucking love it. Exactly. My, my point is you're getting that's what, a shirt right there 
My point is you're getting what you know, what you expect. They're not trying to fuck up your expectations. When you go into a Halloween movie, there are certain expectations. And I don't think it's unreasonable to ex- you know, expect the title character to be involved. You know, I'm, I'm not saying anything you said is unreasonable. I understand your points. I think they're totally 100% valid. But you didn't seem like that big of a Myers Halloween fan. Oh, no, I hate it. It's like the worst of the major franchises. <laughs> okay. But if you're going to make Wait one, a minute, what? Okay, if you look at your hit to miss okay, rate. Okay, no, we don't need to get into this, but I just, I did not know you thought it was the worst of all of them. Well, okay, hold on. Let me let me walk that back a little bit. Of the Myers, Freddy, Jason, uh, like Pantheon, okay. obviously the movie we're about to discuss is part of the worst franchise. If you just go by a hit. Whoa, John coming out hot today. I'm talking, Do you a, still have a fever? No, I thankfully. Mean, <laughs> he's fil- not wrong though. Hellraiser's <laughs> been mostly misses. No, I know, I know. <laughs> Ever you, since three. Yes, right. when you come up to bat and every time you're striking out, well, to be fair, though, remember the the, the Hellraiser um, scripts were not Hellraiser stories. They're like other movies, and they just added Cenobites yes. in them to make it. Right, so exactly. that's like basically coming up to bat, but you got like the guy who sells peanuts. Like, You're up, <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck?" So, oh yeah, the dad that's always yelling at the ball games at his kid. Why don't you get in here and, and <laughs> yes, fucking hit the ball? That's pretty much it. Or it's like uh, Janitor Dave. You're up at bat. Please come <laughs> to the front. So those are my thoughts. I'm not a big fan. Well, of finish it. your thought. You didn't finish your last thought about. The Pantheon. And oh, yes. Why, this is the weakest uh, of me the pan- being surprised that you're this like, I can't believe Michael's not in this kind of. Well, I'm, I'm upset about it for two reasons. One, it, while it is the weakest of the Pantheon, the guy or the, the thing is a staple. It is important to treat it with respect ish, you know, and I don't think it did that. And two, this guy's going to turn around now and go fuck around with the exorcist. And I went from excited to very worried. Hmm. <laughs> You're right. David Gordon Green is set to do Exorcist, and David Gordon Green is attached to that HBO uh, Hellraiser show they're still working on, I guess. Yeah. I haven't heard anything in like a year and a half on it, but yeah. I thought they got canceled for the movie. It was They were side-by-side simultaneously oh. being developed, so... Who knows? But yeah. Genius. So now I'm concerned, and uh, I don't want to be concerned about what is, to me, like my, my all-time most important horror film, so... That's fair. Well... <laughs> now that I vented, I feel much better. I got to, I think I'm done. I don't even need to be on the rest of the podcast. I said he's my like, piece. He's like, I'm sick again. I'm going home. I didn't watch any more Halloweens, but uh, I did want to rewatch Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. So I did Great. just that. I hadn't seen it in 20 years. Um, and I was like, I remember really liking that one in the, in the movie theater. And I like, oh yeah, that's the one where... Uh, What's his name is the headless horseman. Did you remember Christopher Walken? Was yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, Christopher Every Walken. Every time I watch the movie, I always forget that he's the headless horseman. I'm like, oh, yeah, Christopher Walken. That's cool. Oh, that reminds me. Also, y'all did make a don't fear the you need more cowbell joke at the end of your Halloween ends episode. And I was like, oh, I wish I were there because they played don't fear the reaper. Uh, oh, did they? Yes. That yeah, was the credit song, the credit which song. is also the oh, need right. more cowbell theme. And that was my very last well, note. Let's be honest. The lowest hanging fruit often isn't the best tasting. So maybe that's why we skipped it, John. No, it's because y'all didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We didn't. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, still a good movie. Uh, Johnny Depp's performance is so odd in that movie. Yeah. You know, it's like he's almost prim and proper, but then he's also nervous and scared, which I guess was the Ichabod Crane and the... In the, at least the Disney cartoon is the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah, same. I never read the story or anything, but uh, yeah, I love it. You know, he's out there trying to deduce who's killing. Oh, it must be a man of flesh, not some hell beast from below. And it turns out it's both. Yeah. I love the atmosphere of that film. It's like such a great Halloween, like so creepy. smoky, so, so creepy. foggy, I guess. But it's a good one. If you haven't revisited in a long time, check out Sleepy Hollow. I recommend it. Garrett, anything? I finally saw Crimes of the Future. 
In yeah. the words of uh, <laughs> Marlon and Damon Wayans, hated it um, from my men's on film. Um, it's nonsense. Oh my God. It's all nonsense. I, it's This is how I feel about Cronenberg. It's like sometimes like, dude, you got a crazy cool idea. And then it's like, what the fuck are you doing with it? There was some really cool visual stuff. Now, you know what? Cronenberg doing a Hellraiser film might be pretty fucking rad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be a good crossover. Like, he, maybe, that. maybe just don't let him do his own projects. Give him a script and be like, here, Cronenberg this up. Um, I don't know. Crimes of the Future was okay. I liked some of the themes that they were going with, but God, if the execution wasn't just rough. But you got to say, at least that movie gave us Aragorn, Return of the King, shaking in a baby chair made of bones while he eats his pudding. I laughed my ass great. off when that came on screen. I was just like, oh, I was like, some, some of them was like, this is a dark comedy. I'm like, no, this is just a dumb choice is what this is. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. It, and it goes nowhere. There's so much going on. And then it's just like, and we're done. You're like, huh? Okay, then. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it reminded me of like if, if Dario Argento and Cronenberg like made a movie together because it just kind of like ends and you're like, okay, I guess we're done with this now, aren't we? Hmm. I have one episode, one other movie I want to shout out real quick, really fast, just because as an exorcist, I need to mention these. Hot things. to my, trot with yes. Bobcat Goldway. My best friend's exorcism. Two thumbs you watched up. it. Yes. Actually okay. pretty enjoyable. I really did like that one. One mm. of our coworkers has a real problem with it. He says the book was really good and he did not like the movie at I all. I never so read maybe, the book. Maybe we'll get him on to like talk about like, you know, the book or something like mm. that. But um, it's like a short story or maybe it's a book. I don't, I know. don't know. I went in blind. Like, I didn't know it was a book until after I watched the movie and I thought it was fun. It was is fun it more movie. fun or is it more kind of like scary? Oh, it's definitely much more fun. Like almost Tucker Dale comedy, okay. not quite Tucker Dale level, but much scary more in that vein. Stories to tell in yes. the dark level. Okay. Yeah. Much okay. more comedy Entry than level scary. Horror. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Also, there's been some big news in gaming. Silent Hill 2 remake coming to PS5. For right. you horror nerds out there that like to play video games. Uh, Callisto Experiment. Is that what it's called? Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol. Alan Wake 2, Resident Evil 4, Dead Space remake. Man, we're getting some good horror games. So, right. reminder... We'll be doing Twitch streaming after the Horror for the Holidays event in November. So look forward to that. We've got some cool games and some pretty scary stuff lined up for that. So, but man, yeah, it's pretty cool to see, you know, horror games coming back again. Four Silent Hill games and one remake. I'm going to say maybe too much Silent Hill, but we'll see. They barely showed anything. So it's still up in the air. Hill doesn't seem that silent with four games (laughs) and a movie, a a movie of two return to Silent Hill directed by the guy that did the first movie. Okay. I'm excited about that. Which I'm okay with again. He didn't do a bad job. The script was trash, but he didn't do a bad job of directing it. Let's move on (laughs) from that. Let's talk about a reboot of a franchise that has a troubled history. Hellraiser. I was about to say, you could say like nine different things that just happened <laughs> yes. this year. Yeah. True. Hellraiser 2022. Uh, this one is directed by David Bruckner. A.K.A. Lady Pinhead. Lady Pinhead. You think she's okay being called oh, Pinhead? Fuck, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Man, she was rad in this. Yes. I don't even know who the actresses. I didn't look up any names. I did zero research for this fucking thing. I got thing, them all but, oh, right sweet. here for you. Take us home, Mark. Like I said, this one was directed by David Bruckner. We know him from such things as VHS in 2012. He did The Ritual. He did a couple episodes of The Creep Show. He did The Night House, which I thought was pretty good. Holy shit. That movie. Wait, is that the one with The Secret House? Yeah. yeah okay, that movie had a scene in that fucked me up. Yeah. So Ooh. The Ritual was awesome as well. Yes, if y'all that was a good it, one. You should. That's the one where the group of guys go out in the mm-hmm. woods and end up in that house with all the witch imagery and shit. That's the one. Yeah. With Good the to- stuff. With the totem at the end. Yeah. That's. Woo. So if you ask me, Bruckner's knocking it out of the park. Yeah. 
This one stars Toby oh. Heath, Mariah Carey, Reba McIntyre, Dolly Parton. Is it 2002? What's happening here right now? It's a Southern Hail Raise. Come on down. <laughs> with special guest George Strait. With the stars of Hee Haw. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one has Odessa A. Zion as Riley, Jamie Clayton as the priest. That's our pinhead. Adam Faison as Colin, Drew Starkey as Trevor, Brandon Flynn as Matt, Aofi Hines as Nora, Jason Lyles as the Chatterer, Yinka Olorunif as the Weeper, Selena Lowe as the Gasp, Zachary Hing as the Afix, Kit Clark as Joey, Goran Viznik as Voight, and Hiam Abbas as Meniker. I think that'll probably do it. There's a couple of other, I guess, should I name the rest of the no. Cenobites? No, you didn't have to name it. I, I got fake names for all the Cenobites here because I didn't know they actually had names. Yeah, and a Chatterer. And Pinhead, and that's it. I've got Wheezy Boy, I've got Labia <laughs> Neck, I've got Chatterer 2.0, I've got Cheek Flaps Tony, and Sexy Lady Pinhead. Okay, those that was the, pretty good. Those yeah. are the new Cenobite names. What was your name for the, the Lung Lady? Oh, Wheezy. Oh, that's just Wheezy. Wheezy! Wheezy F, baby. <laughs> We're moving on up. There's a big mansion over there that <laughs> Boyd owns. Let's just get this out of the way. The new Cenobite designs, fucking amazing. Aces, so now, impressive. Follow-up question. Would you or would you not fuck a Cenobite? Oh, boy. Now am I married? No, no. Okay. This single. Is all, this is all single Pre-marriage. monster fucking guys. Okay. Come on. Whew, but the thing you've is... Been given, you've been given a pass. This is your one your one hall pass. Which Cenobite would you fuck? <laughs> Too many open wounds is the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very He's, clean, though. Very, nothing looks infected on See, these you're going to answer yes, and then it's going to be chatter or gnawing on your nuts. Oh, yeah. That'd be bad, too. I don't want any nut gnawing. <laughs> um, but it would be so juicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to edit this. In all the wrong ways. Yeah, yeah, not a positive. I couldn't. There's just too much skin thingies going on here. Yeah. I, I feel like the idea of just like what would they actually do is too intriguing. I if, mean, it wouldn't be pain. It wouldn't be pleasurable. No, I don't want my painful. prick pricked. So <laughs> John is giving us all the sound clips this week. <laughs> no, like if it was someone in costume. Okay. Oh, here we go. But if it was like real flesh that's mm. been stripped and flayed and wrapped around like metal, like no. do you think they smell? Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. They look very clean. Very no one, sterile, you guys. No one mentioned the smell, so. Yeah. <laughs> There's been like 11 of these. Well, they got I'm those guessing. Little, they got those little car pine trees on the back of it. <laughs> they hang them from the pins. <laughs> I'm assuming that Garrett, Garrett, your answer is yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you got to live life, you guys. All right, you may be bold, but you're also daring. Look, when you're when you're like 60 to 70 and you're basically like on your way out and you're just like, oh, I wish I would have done more with my life. You know, you could be like, at least I fucked that Cenobite that one time. I don't think you're going to get to say that. This is going to be like the last thing you do before yeah. you're stuck. No, in- but if you're ever presented with the opportunity, you want to make sure you're prepared for this. You don't want to be like, uh, 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 no. Well, I'll tell you, okay, hopefully I'm not on my way out in my 60s. <laughs> just kind of throw that <laughs> one out there, too. John, we're all dying faster than we think. I guess I'm living hard out here going to bed at seven, so. Speaking of dying, we should probably talk about Hellraiser. Right. So with our Rotten Tomato score for this one is a 66% with critics. Okay. That's out fair. of 130 and a 60% with the audience. Right on. I thought the audience would like this more. This I've, is like the most like true to like Hellraiser nature we've had since two. I would agree. I'm very surprised I would have expected it to be like 80%. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know because this franchise is not like we know it because it's been around so long, but like most of the movies fly under the radar. So I wonder if someone just kind of maybe walked in not knowing what to expect with a Hellraiser. Mm. And, and then took the time to leave a Rotten Tomatoes review, though. Also, it's Hulu exclusive, isn't it? 
It is a Hulu exclusive. God, it's think uh, about the Hulu demographic. Also, who would be tuning into this? And think about all the people who can't see it because they don't have Hulu. Again, this whole the rating system might need to be looked at again now that we are gatekeeping and blocking off the ability for people to actually like see this stuff. I bet if more horror people had Hulu subscriptions, the score would be higher. Okay. Okay. That's my guess. I'm not, I'm not here to shill for Hulu since get at us. I will shill for you, but you get Hulu ESPN and Disney plus for a pretty good deal. That is the best bundle in streaming right now. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. We're not, we're not shilling for any of these people. Put those Mickey dollars back in your pockets. I don't want to see them on the table. Sorry, Mickey. Sorry. Here's what the synopsis has for it, and it's not a long one, so I'll just read it real quick. Pinhead, deal with it. Yeah. A young woman must confront the sadistic supernatural forces behind an enigmatic puzzle box responsible for her brother's disappearance. That's it. Wait, that's it? That's it. Yeah. You were right. Short and sweet. Yeah. I liked it. What do we think of the movie? Loved it. Hi, two thumbs up. I thought it was really great. Everything I would hope for, uh, and probably the third best Hellraiser movie. I concur. I, th- I think this was a great return to form. I was happy to see it. There are some elements in here that are a little cliche. That I was like, okay, we're doing the whole druggy thing again. You're we're doing the whole film, the whole turncoat in the party thing that we've seen a lot of. But it didn't bother I me didn't too much. I didn't see that coming. You didn't? I didn't see that coming. I, the oh, first man. time, I also I was like, did not. I was like, this dude's dirty. He's the one that brought the job. You know? It's like. But he tried to throw it away. That, that worked on well, me. He, well, yeah. He, yeah, we find out he would try to throw it away because he didn't want the Riley to be the one to actually do it because it was supposed to be for Voight, yeah. but yeah. No, that totally got me. Again, when it happened, though, I was like, oh, really? We're going with this story plot line? Okay, cool. But he was like kind of haphazard. Like, he didn't really, I don't know. Guys, he was a failed 12-step guy. He's not following through on a lot of shit. I'm not surprised he fucked this up. Plus, he was very lightheaded with the lack of blood, so. Sure. <laughs> we'll get into it a little bit deeper, but yeah, I think this is really worth a watch. I think if you have a Hulu subscription and you're looking for something to put on, this is well worth your time. Um, I would say seek it out. Even if you don't have a Hulu subscription, like maybe pirate that shit maybe go to a friend's house Mm -hmm. this is a really really good horror flick hunt that hulu subscription down (laughs) (laughs) john why don't you give us your password over the uh the podcast right now so everyone have a chance to watch these it's gonna be pinhead (laughs) one two three four five six seven eight nine it's very long okay Uh, rewind if you need to right is that capital p or lowercase b oh you know what good point Big P, small I N, big H. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you have Hulu too, listeners. You're welcome. Happy Halloween. I wonder Um, how many emails he's going to get. It's like, you have a failed login attempt on your... I never told him my email address, thankfully. Uh, That's right. John.soandso at gmail.com. That's pinheaded. (laughs) (laughs) Pinheaded. Nice. Uh, Yeah, so this one's good. We'll see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) The end. That was awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, as a re- as a reboot, right? This one is a reboot. It is a reboot. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Now, is it rebooting everything? Okay, that was one of my questions. Is does Doug Bradley's Pinhead and the other Cenobites um, exist in this this movie world? I well, don't think so. I think this is a legit like reboot of the whole thing. So yeah. Lady Pinhead is the new Pinhead. I would yeah. agree, unless okay. unless there's a possibility of like there being multiple. Lamentation boxes. You have to call it a box. Well, there now. is. There it's is though. Remember cube. in the well, the well, the previous movies there were right. multiples. There's no no idea in this movie though. So if you take it at face value, yes, this is a complete reboot. Even the box is a different shape. So which I really love the the designs. Yes, of I the, agree. The puzzle box that was really cool. I really like this. I, I liked it quite a bit for a Hellraiser flick. They're always kind of like get a little cerebral. 
they get kind of like little like you know like heady in design of like what do you really want mm-hmm. and you know what is the monkey's paw aspect of those desires um, i thought it was really good i thought the cinnabite design was really interesting a little little geiger a little more lean into the geiger yeah. aspect of some of these designs as opposed to the previous ones you know a little less leather a little more skin making the yeah. body suits and stuff like that um that was an interesting choice voight's device thing was awesome Oh, his like stomach machine thing. Oh, that fucked me up when I first saw that. Same. So this is actually serving as a readaptation to Clive Barker's original story, The Hellbound Heart. So Uh it is not supposed to be like a remake of the movie. It's just another adaptation of the source material. Okay. So that's where they landed. And I do feel like for the the concept of the box, the different, you know, end goals and stuff like that, I did think it was like a lot more true to that. But yeah, I liked it a lot. Some of the actors and actresses interesting you know I'm, I'm pretty tired of the whole like you know like oh man i fucked up my life what am i gonna do you know kind of like intro to like most of our horror characters yeah i i, I think i would agree with that like my main complaint my number one complaint about the movie is that except for riley and trevor every other character is one note brother boyfriend girl who made tacos and that's it. <laughs> tapas 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 you, do you know what tapas is it's uh, like a taco. No. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Tapas are small plate foods, so you can eat a lot of different kinds of food. Oh. So it's a... It's Very a, cool. It's good. Okay. Well, all right. That's why I should watch these movies with subtitles. I don't, though. So, point is, that's all I know about them. And, and you're supposed to, like, care about them a little bit, but you just don't get enough time with them to give a shit. It's true. Right? So, our main character, Riley, she's a recovering drug addict. Right. Yes. She's been uh, uh, going to AA, getting over a pill addiction. But she'd go to AA. Well, I think go, getting over a lot of things. She Multiple was in 12 things. step. Yeah. She yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. I guess they only call it a 12 step program. She'd probably actually go to NA, which is Narcotics Anonymous. Not that I, I feel would like know, she's, a, she's in a smorgasbord of A's. Okay? I don't think you go to multiple. Get at us, Anonymous. I think, I think NA does both. Yeah. I think NA does but both yeah. too. So she's living it with her brother, trying to get her life back in order. Uh, the brother has a boyfriend and a roommate. Mm-hmm. And. She has gotten into a relationship with a guy named Trevor, who is also in the program. Yes. yes. So, and, and out the gate, we know that Trevor is not adhering to the program. He is dropped out of step whatever the fuck he's on. Yeah. Probably one. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> dropped out of step one. <laughs> and they, uh, they're, they're having sex in the, in the apartment there. Goddamn right? right they are. And the, everybody hears it. They walk out and it's like, oh, you told them about me? So we get the, this like feeling that Trevor's not the best guy Well, around. hold on. They're fucking and they're going at it. And then he's like, I love you. And then she stops. Yes. She's like, you ruined it. And he realizes immediately, he's like, I shouldn't have said that. And then they get the outside, like in the, the, the yeah. scene with the roommates where they all hear him fucking. Right. And then he's like, they're like, sit down and have a seat. And he like looks at Riley like, should I? And she's kind of like, Mm-mm, go, yeah. go, go, I don't go. think Trevor comes off as the bad guy in this scene because he would have stayed. I think it was Riley who pushed. You think so? Yes. Oh, yeah. He, I, 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 he, was, he seemed to me like the guy that was looking for every opportunity to get the fuck out of that room. No, he asked. He's like, sit? Like, should I sit? And then he looks at Riley and Riley kind of shakes her head like, no, you're not going to sit. And then he's like, okay, I got to go, you guys. He oh. just told Riley he loved her. Yeah. I think that's all part of the ploy. <laughs> Later on, he calls her the mark. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't trust him from step one. From step one. From <laughs> step one through 12. I was like, I don't trust this guy. Okay. <laughs> but he leaves. And then. Oh, so are we going through the plot? Is that, is that, what that where we're, we're at? I don't know, because you didn't start at the beginning. 
Oh, oh what did I miss? Oh, the, you're right. I missed the sex party. Yeah. How do you forget a sex party? Easy. It's so commonplace for Mr. Mark that <laughs> I, he gets some confused. Mark is the Mark in this episode. <laughs> I'm always the Mark in this episode. Uh, yes. So we actually get an introduction to Voight. He um, buys the, the a box that has the cube. Well, no, it's not a cube anymore. I guess it starts. It's as a, a cube. shake weight. It's <laughs> it's a fucking <laughs> lamentation shake weight. So the version of the cube we see is the one we've seen in every other movie, though, right? Like the opening cube. Yes, looks identical to the one that we were before used to it seeing. starts shape shifting. Yes, it looks exactly like the mm-hmm. OG cube. And there's six transformations before you get to the final end goal of the puzzle box. Right. I love this new aspect to the box. I yes. think it is fantastic Agreed. to see these new shapes and new versions of it that all have different meanings. Um, I didn't write them all down, but maybe you guys did, and we can kind of list those later. If I, I were took smarter. a blurry screenshot, and I can't read it, so no, we did not. All right. At the end, uh, the Lady Pinhead says them all. So according to Voight, the puzzle box, it has six sides, six configurations. There are three left. And then it says whoever possesses the final configuration is granted a passage to another realm, to an audience with God. What I'm trying to get to is that this God, whatever it is, offers choices to whoever holds the final configuration. You get there, then you choose your ultimate desire. Life, knowledge, love, sensation, power, Resurrection. You see where I'm going? No, don't. Actually, um... Matt, what if this brings him back? So we're introduced to Voight's Mansion, which is a very decadent place. A lot of posh. great looking people. This is where all the uh, the, the well-to-dos, mm-hmm. the, the rich posh, yes, the Illuminati hang out and party. The Secret Society Freak Association. The one that I've been trying to get into for 40 years. Good luck, sir. <laughs> It'll never be me. I'm just Look, on the glass. The, the, <laughs> the application question is, would you fuck a Cenobite? You're already out, yeah. Mark. Oh, good point. It's the No right. Marks Society, so it's very challenging. Back to church for me. So we see this young man walking through the hall, kind of experiencing all this for the first time. He's very overwhelmed. Right. He goes and sits down at a bar and there's a woman there saying like, oh, you know. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. And she's like looking him up and down. like, I think Mr. Voigt would like to meet you. He's like, oh, I would love to meet Mr. Voigt. Yeah. Uh, She's like, in 10 minutes, go to the double doors and go inside. And he does. And in there, it's like a weird... Museum, museum type, yeah. exactly. And right in the center is the box, and it has now expanded into more of a rectangle than a cube situation. What's a three dimensional rectangle? You got cubes. It's <laughs> only <laughs> <laughs> three dimensional, shaped by spheres. A block, a box. A Nerd b- Garrett though saw all the different like little like pedestals with different items and artifacts inside the glass cases, and I was like, I want to know what every one of these things is. Do you think it took the studio a lot of restraint not to put Freddy's glove or something from another franchise in there as I like don't a think tease? So. Would have been awesome. It. it was like Jason's <laughs> mask, Freddy's glove, just this hodgepodge of shit. Right. The the people who made this seem to be very like into making a hell. Razor. They're very respectful yeah. of like this. So I, I don't think yes. they do something like that, but that would have been kind of fun. Right. Now, we didn't mention the beginning, the beginning, which is where this lady bought the cube off a guy at a bench. No, Voight buys it off the bench. No, the woman shows no, up. the woman the, does. 
she the one that lures the kid yeah, in the room. She later on, she's like, she's like, I helped him find this. I helped him do a lot of bad yeah. shit. But she gives it to Voyeur, right? Because he's like, oh, I wish I thought he would show up himself. No, she buys it. Well, yeah, that's, that's the oh! guy. The guy with the box who's selling it to her is like, I thought he might show up you know for once. Berkshire. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. Everybody looks the same to me, so. So I want to I want to look at you both in the eyes and say, don't you dare tell me I messed up the beginning when you skipped it too. I did mention it. I, no, I mentioned it. I just, it started in Belgrade. I always like get caught in the details. I was like, I'm going to let this one go because I don't want to like make the podcast too long. Play the tape. Oh, no, Play you, it back. You call me out and chastise me. You're getting it right back. Okay. Play it back. I mentioned That's it. Well, I'm at my fancy Cenobite sex parties. You can be at home being like, dear Lord, shall we have a TV dinner and watch more Munsters episodes? I, Sounds good to me. I don't know why you had a fucking British accent yeah. all of a sudden. Look, I incorrectly mentioned what happened. Okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Let's blame John for this one. Yes. Okay. I'll John's take it. John's the new Mark. The, I'm falling on the sword. <laughs> anyway, the kid that was ushered into the double door room where the, all the pedestals are with all the items and the cube out in the open. It's like right in the middle. He so. goes and grabs it. And he's Why? Yes. Why? Do I mean, I get curiosity is a hell of a thing. But if I saw something that looked like it was in a glass case, I would never be like, I should touch that. Because what if it breaks? Here's why. His parents never said, you see with your eyes, not with your hands. Okay? <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't have touched anything in that room. No. And like, I break you by. You know, I learned yes. that early on. <laughs> but Voight's watching him play with it. Because this thing's already in like the, the second to final configuration. Yeah, real close. I don't want to infer that his intelligence is not high, but he doesn't seem like a smart lad. His, his spidey sense is off because he's like, I think I've almost figured this out. And then Voight's like, that's great. And he goes, if I figure it out, do I get a prize? And Voight goes, I do. It's like, I would have just stopped right there. Like, I don't know what you mean, sir. Yeah. Uh, I think what we're dealing with is an individual that is young and inexperienced. Yeah. He just hasn't experienced a lot in the world. Like he was, he looked very overwhelmed with all the stuff going on in this mansion. True. But as, even as a young child, I knew not to go into fancy places and start touching shit I could not afford to replace well well maybe this is a rich kid and he didn't get those life lessons no, that you did mm. maybe. well he learned he learned the hard way because <laughs> yes, he does he figure out the puzzle box and we learn in this iteration everyone figures out the puzzle box back <laughs> yes. to your back to our hellraiser episode where you're like you, you just finger it a little bit and bada bing bada boom you got cinnabites that was the quote <laughs> and i was like best quote ever because everyone just instantly is like oh uh, a puzzle box i got this yeah, no one has a problem solving any of these configurations which back to my problem with movie two why do you need a puzzle master to figure out this fucking box. Dude, this box is the, e especially this one. And like Riley just has to turn one thing to match a corner and it for, it takes her a really long time to figure out, oh, oh okay. Yeah, the, the difficulty of this puzzle is one step up from Chinese finger traps. Yes. Is, <laughs> it turns into a dreidel. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous easy, but he's very proud of himself until in this iteration, a, a knife juts out and stabs him right through the hand. And he's like, ah. it shoots out like Logan's claws yes. and the X-Men. It's like shink and everyone's just like ah my hand yeah i mean he reacts this kid reacts appropriately he's like oh fuck you know and it's like he yeah. pulls it out blood gets on the box and void moves in takes the box and he's like i did it i did it and in the background you see the poor kid just getting torn apart by fucking chains they just shoot Your out classic being judged the chain shoot out hold him up in the air suspended suspended, suspended yeah. but yeah so you basically see void is familiar with this box. He's doing some shit with it. And right before we see that scene play out, that's when we cut to the, the whole sex, sex scene with um, Riley and Trevor. So now that we're caught up. Okay. So they come out and we get to meet everybody here. I wrote, I wrote these people's names down because mm. <clears throat> I'm a professional. We've got Nora, uh, Colin, who is the boyfriend, and Matt, who is uh, Riley's brother. And Nora's okay. the roommate who's making tapas, not tacos. <laughs> yes. 
Now you can't have tacos as a tapas, but oh, they got to be teeny tiny tacos. What if you like just break that? the taco apart into two pieces? Well, and the taco meat just sits on top of the shell. I mean, that's lower class tapas, but yes, you <laughs> could do that. <laughs> so now, if we really want to think about this philosophically, at some how small does it have to be to be a tapa? Right, at some point, you're not a tapa, then you are a tapa. Anyways, we're, we're talking about finishing things in a couple bites. That is a tapas. So doesn't matter because we don't even see the tapas. It cuts to <laughs> Riley and her brother arguing, and he's like, "I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, but live it better. How you currently live it sucks." Well, because he knows, because he's this is where he says, "You know, you're hanging out." with this dude. I don't like him. She's like, you don't like anybody I like. And he's like, he's a failed 12 stepper. You're in the program. He's going to make you fail the program. And you, you've kind of find out that he's been like taking care of Riley in this aspect for years and years and years. He's always been there to kind of like mm-hmm. be the safety net. For you her. can tell he cares. Oh yeah. Like, you know, he cares, but he's doing it with such a stern hand that it's pushing her away. Yeah. And it's not working out for him. And maybe there's a backstory where he tried to jump away and it didn't work. We don't know because it starts out with him being very overbearing and she, they, so they get in this big argument and she, she, she's like, fine, I won't see Trevor anymore. Cuts to her running into Trevor's apartment. Playing pinball. Straight into his yes. arms. And so they're playing pinball and she's like, you know, I don't need my brother's approval. I just wish he wasn't disappointed with me. And I was like, that's how I feel about Garrett and Mark all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the disappointment's less and less all every right. day. Uh, don't worry. I'm working on getting it back up there. <laughs> so he, and then she's like, you know what? Being broke sucks. So they're smoking a cigarette and she's like, I need a new job. This current job I have, they don't say what it is, but we know it is not paying her enough money. And he's then this is on second watching. You really get it. And because he's so smart, he's like, well, I have an idea. Never mind. Your brother wouldn't like it. It's like, oh, fucking baited and hooked. And you guys didn't see this. Like this play is like by the book. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I got robbed by a sweet old lady on a motorized cart. I didn't even see it. Come on. So he's like, look, you're not a good girl, but you want to be one. And you have a little mat mm-hmm, on your mm-hmm. shoulder. And, you know, he's going to tell you this is stupid. And she's like, she flicks him off like this imaginary you know, good angel. And she's like, all right, tell me now. And he's like, all right. So, you know, well, I was she wor- beats him in the face. Yes. Like, like lovingly. Tell me, you idiot. Kind so of she's shit. like, really? You know, he's putting up minimal effort, but she's fishing it out of him. And he's like, well, you know, I used to work at the warehouse or whatever. And you should have seen this one place like the shit that was coming out of it and there's one container left i happen to know the code so why don't we go in there and rob it and steal that shit make some money bada bing bada boom we're we're rich and riley's like i say no more i love that idea cut to nighttime they're at i guess it's like a dock it's a warehouse. It's like warehouse a warehouse situation. District. Warehouse 55. Ooh. Yeah. But the container is one of those you'd see on a ship. Yeah. Right? That's what so I was it, thinking it's of definitely it. one of those. Yeah, it was a big shipping container. Obviously and came overseas. That, and inside that shipping container, there's nothing but a small safe. And they spend some time banging on the safe with a sledgehammer. And then finally, Riley gets it open. Which yeah, what was Trevor doing? He says, what chances do you have when I couldn't get it open? So yeah, he yeah. must have been, was he like wailing at the top of it? Because she swings twice, knocks the lock off and it opens right away so basically this is supposed to be our, our first indication that our character's smart and she's going to think outside the box so as john kind of alluded voight has hired who's the boyfriend this is trevor. trevor trevor to basically go get the uh the lamentation cube for him so he can you know finish his whole big plan which we'll get to to get sacrifices yes and so it's in this case because the lawyer, the woman from earlier in the sex party who was like, you know, her like Jarvis was like, you know, Voight's Jarvis is like, you know, she's like, I, I shipped it away. I hit it. 
you know, and so now oh, that's Boyd's, who they go see. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's the old shit. lady. That's I watched the movie lady. twice and did not put that together. <laughs> she's, a, she's the one that buys the box in Belgrade. She's the one that basically tricks the dude into going into Voight's museum room to get like stuck. So she's like the and Nick Fury the of this that, shit. Yeah. I'm putting together a Hellraiser initiative. <laughs> and I'm starting to think you think all middle-aged women look alike. Not all of them, just that one. Like just, white, <laughs> just white people. Boom. I honestly, I thought the lady who they go see later is Hispanic. So I, I was so far <laughs> off the mark. I was like, how did this I lady she was get Spanish. involved? I thought yeah. she was like from Spain or something like that. She's an accent, but anyway. She's not a white woman. But yeah, I was I, very confused. Point anyway, not important right now. Anyway, Continue. so she basically shipped this thing off. Now I don't know if it was at Voight's request or if it was her basically trying to get rid of it because later on she's like, "I got rid of that thing. How did you find it?" So I think Voight- <laughs> and she was like, "It was not very hard actually. I yeah. found it immediately." <laughs> but yeah, so this scene's basically you know Trevor is trying to get into this safe and he's just hammering away because you know he's not smart but you know he's all action and then so he's like, "What chance do you have?" Yeah, and then she's like, "It's all about how you approach it." And then she hits the uh, the dial. She hits it at a, a perf- at an angle from the top and it falls off and he's like holy shit okay so then they pry open the uh the safe so you basically now see that like you know like what are you gonna do you know i tried it with brute strength and she's like ah but i'm smart and i use my brain and so eh. that's that whole scene right there i mean i know what you're saying and you're correct but i would have taken a swing at the top of the dial like pretty early on yeah. like <laughs> also, i'm not a safeologist but i don't think it's that easy to break into a safe you just knock the dial off and the thing's no. like Poof, open look nope. trevor's trevor's not a smart man okay obviously so anyway they get they get inside of it and just inside of this safe is a little box it's a box set of box. it's a matryoshka doll of like fucking hellraiser i was cube. hoping so bad they would open that box and another smaller box would be in it but they do not <laughs> it's boxes all the way down well there is a box in it but not that yet lamentation configuration it contains mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. centibytes i guess but right. do the centibytes live in the box no they live in like <laughs> yes it's like i dream of genie that's she how lived i in the bottle yeah so they <laughs> rub it and no pinhead comes that's out that's why they're so pissed they're constantly getting jostled yeah i'd be upset too uh so they they open it and there's the box and trevor goes i thought there'd be bonds and i was like dude what would you do with bonds how would you get rich up please tell me right he's gonna play the bond market <laughs> yes what is your plan if this safe was filled with bonds but it's not so she's like well so how about i just hang on to it for yes. now and he's like, like yeah good idea we'll get an appraiser we'll sell it and split it and it's like cool now this is the part that really kind of confuses me because his whole we're gonna have to kind of spoil this Voight supposedly died or disappeared but he's not really gone he went into hiding and he hires trevor to get the box and what get sacrifices with it right yes okay he needs the configuration to go through the six phases again so he can go meet the master the the leviathan Leviathan. yes Mm -hmm. which is a big old spaceship it's the big diamond. It looks like a, room, a rhombus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were killing it with the shapes, y'all. I just want our shape game is on point. Our geometry game is on point. I love it. So, <laughs> so he sent Trevor to go get six sacrifices so he could get the thing back. And we'll explain why. Well, I think on, he sent Trevor to find someone to get five sacrifices. Well, was he, well, that's why my question is, was Trevor supposed to be the one that got sacrifices or why would he let her take the cube if he had a job to do? I think they were over delegating a little bit. Okay. And Riley was supposed to get the cube most of the way there and then bring it to the house. And then Voight would use the final sacrifice was going to be Riley. Cause it sounded like when at the end, when, when Trevor's talking to Voight, you know, it sounds like he's like, you know, like, well, look, she was taking care of it. So why did I need to get involved? 
Like she she grabbed it and ran with it. So I just let her do her thing. Trevor again, Trevor's not wrong. Well, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much there again. It was it, it, that was a little bit convoluted. I could have done with a little bit more clarity but at the beginning. We on did that. just establish Trevor not very bright. So if you look it's at true. it through that prism true. as a as a not very bright person, that, if you looked at it with that rhombus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know that polyhedron. Uh, there's where you have it. He's not getting all the Roy G. Bibbs. <laughs> missing a couple colors. Now while this is happening, evidently Riley is drinking. She's drinking yeah. on the job because we cut to the next scene, which is her stumbling back into the apartment. They don't show it, but there is a weird hard cut here because they are definitely sober in that container. Okay. Because she is like literally in community. Like she can't talk. She's so drunk. She can't take her shoes off. She's like just stomping it on the ground. It's like, Riley, that's not how you take your shoes off. Like you can, you, that's how you put a shoe on. <laughs> well, maybe she's but... outside the box. Okay. Ooh, outside the box. Oh, shit. think outside the, the bones story. Yeah. The Taco Bell story. No, oh, okay. the box, the, the box, the puzzle box. It was yeah. a play on words, Mark. I know. Yeah, he said think outside the bun. Think outside the bun is what a Taco is, Bell tagline. Is it, is it yeah. really? Absolutely. Oh. Learn all your taglines. <laughs> I guess I don't watch enough fast food commercials. You should try. Yeah. I'll, I'll pass. Thank you. Wait till you hear about Fifth Meal. Wait till you find the Hardee's channel. Oh, boy. <laughs> Holy moly. Anyway, so Riley comes back home drunk. Her brother gets out of bed and he was like, what the hell? You're drunk. I told you, you know, you should do this. And she's like, get off my ass, dude. <laughs> First she goes, I'm not drunk. It's like, lady. I've never seen anyone more drunk than you are right now. <laughs> like swaying. The actress did a great job of playing drunk, assuming she was not actually drunk. And he kicks her out. Get the fuck out, he says. And she does. And so she goes to her car and she has a little container of pills, which kind of looks a little bit like the box at the same color, some intricate patterning. It's like, hmm, I wonder if there's anything there. It doesn't matter though. We never see it again. Uh, so then she pours all her pills on the street and then goes, you know what? That was a bad decision. And picks them all right back up. Well, she's you, homeless now. She she's got nowhere to turn. She so street pills. Yes. Yeah. What's so, that moment where you're like, I'm not going to be a fuck up like they think they are, like I am, and then it's like, wait a minute, that's quality pills right there. Yes. <laughs> right. It's like actually, I definitely am going to be a fuck up. Would you eat street pills? I mean, oh, that's so questionable. Well, yeah, I mean, probably. I'm talking like driven road street. Well, no. If I had just poured the pills on the street and then five seconds later, within the five second rule, picked them back up, yes. If I just saw a pill on the street, no, I would not go grab a pill. You're inside my residence if I found a mystery pill, yes. Because either someone I trust has brought it in or I have myself dropped this pill. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Why yeah. not? More likely, it's going to be like a cholesterol pill or an anti-blood pressure <laughs> pill. More than anything fun. You but. guys are going to find me dead one day. Ah, <laughs> uh, them uh, street pills. I knew that'd be Garrett's end. The Got Memorial him. Grave Talk episode. <laughs> street pills. Here, either died fucking a Cenobite or taking street pills. We don't Halfway know. through the episode, mid-open, cold. What song is Garrett's, uh, what song is going to be playing at Garrett's funeral? Uh, Purple Pills by D12. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm really pissed off y'all didn't say the Monster Mash. Oh, yeah, it'd be uh, the monster. That is the obvious the monster one, yes. Fuck you guys. You want you know that what? for your funeral? Well, everything. My well, wedding, my funeral, my graduation, <laughs> my coronation, my um When you become king. Knighting. Yes, <laughs> when they knight me. I okay. was continuing on the pill theme, but monster. No, I get it, but Monster, monster Mash. Mash supersedes everything. Okay, well, you know. Anyway, back to Cenobites. Would you fuck them? No. <laughs> so she picks up the mystery pills. Not the mystery. They're not mystery. She knows what she they knows are. She knows what they are. She picks up the street pills, takes them, and then goes immediately like a hop, skip, and a jump next door to the playground at night and yeah, then which has one in. of those metal death circles which I thought all playgrounds got rid of those are called merry-go-rounds called merry-go-round yeah or a metal death circle <laughs> so in this movie yes metal death circle she starts spinning around and she's playing with the cube uh, she unlocks the next configuration where the knife juts out of the box but it doesn't cut her 
And let's point out, she unlocks the configuration by gently sliding her finger in a yeah. counterclockwise way in the middle of the circle and then boom, solved. That's you solved. know those puzzles that are literally just like six pieces? <laughs> That's this. It might as well yes. be. <laughs> it's like those, those dollar store word jumbles that like uh, every word is in there. You, see, you don't even have to really try. You just see them all. The answers um, are already outlined yes. for you. Yeah. So she passes out from the pills on the merry-go-round and her brother in the middle of the night Whoa. starts no, no, seeing no, 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 no. This is where we get our first Cinnabite. The pills are kicking in and right. she's doing the circle on the uh, the merry-go-round right. and she sees a figure standing off in the distance and she's like, what the fuck was that? And she hears a voice that says, that shit was for you. Well, it doesn't say that exactly, but it says that that knife or whatever was for you. Yes. And since it didn't happen to you, you, it's going to happen to somebody. And then you get that weird circle on her chest. Oh, yeah. The symbol, like, it's basically a, a symbol is etched on her chest, and it starts bleeding through her, like, tank top. And it, like, collapses in. Very good effect. Oh, yeah. It basically implodes on itself. And then chains, the, the Cenobite chains, shoot out of her chest. And then her brother wakes up like, ah, oh, it was a nightmare that her mm-hmm. brother was having. Because he gets stuck with the chains in the dream. Yes. yes. And he's lifted up. And as he's lifted up, he wakes up and yeah. he's like, what the fuck? Exactly. So now we're back to the bo- the, the brother who's like, oh, I got to go after her. I shouldn't have kicked her out. I'll go get her. And so he runs out to find her. And there she is passed out in the playground. Classic Riley. Classic Bobo yeah. Steven Tyler. Probably done this before. Yeah, he found make, her. Like, he found her in no problem. Well, she didn't make it very far, right? She made it to her parked car, which at best is maybe a block away. Yeah. And then walked from her car to the playground across the street. So she, in total, maybe walked 100 feet. Yeah. You can look out the window and be like, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, that would have been like, awesome. <laughs> uh, Riley, yeah. wake up. Riley, wake up. She's and he's asleep like, on the metal death circle again. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell her about the metal death circle? Uh, so he tries to wake her up. He As sees, he's doing it, he, does he cut himself? Yeah. On the he box? sees the box and he's trying to get it out of the way. And in like a very like infomercial style calamity, yeah, there's gotta be a better way. He somehow stabs himself with this very obvious knife. Deeply. So, deeply man and so he's like ah fuck he pulls it out he gets riley sits her up he's like look i'm gonna go into this grody ass public bathroom and wash this off and i was like dude you're gonna put more germs whatever's coming out of that faucet is gonna be worse than let me stop you right there there's been no place in the entire united states where a public park bathroom has ever had working running water. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. Like when he walked in, turned the water on, I was like, bullshit. And I was like, fucking Hollywood. I was he like, does try like three of them before one works. I know. But yes, but I agree. I've never been to a park where like the toilets worked or anything like that at all. I would have been like, dude, wrap that shit up and just go back across the street to your house. Right. Like you said, we saw him out the window. Yes. <laughs> like, go back so, inside your apartment. Ridiculous. Tony, throw me a towel. <laughs> But then some weird shit starts to happen and the lights start blinking and he's like, oh, the walls start reconfiguring, which is very like when we say the walls, we're going to talk about this, uh, this effect a lot in this uh, movie. But like the walls start like reforming themselves like the the lamentation cube yeah. like, reforms itself. So the the Cenobites exist in a reality just outside of our reality that's connected. And it, like when, it, when everything reorganizes, it's the gateway to open that portal so they can come in when they're not in the cube. <laughs> I don't think they're ever in the cube, but <laughs> Just yes. Just kidding. Let me out. So he looks I got at- sights to show you. <laughs> <laughs> so crowded in here. Uh, so he looks at the mirror and then it always, this is such a cliche effect, but it always works on me when the mirror does not reflect what the person is doing. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to outside and Riley's sitting there kind of dozing off and hears a bunch of screams and she's like, that's weird. And then it cuts again and now a bunch of cops are here and the paramedics and paramedics talking to her and she's and he's like, did you take any pills? She's like, I don't know. 
Did you drink anything? Can't remember. Like, oh, fucking Riley, man. And we see cops are taking notes. and, and then it, Matt's gone. Matt is MIA. Except for some blood in the sink. Right. We find out it cuts again, and now it's in her apartment. It's the next day. And they're like, the cops say a couple of blood splatters. Doesn't mean, it doesn't even, we don't even know if that's Matt's blood. And she's like, it is. I know it is, because uh, I heard some creepy shit when I was fucking with the box. And they're like, but you said you were going in and out of it in your, yeah. your drug haze. Yeah. Like, you could have seen anything. Did he leave the bathroom? And she's like, I don't know. Well, it's funny because she goes, he grabbed the box. And they're like, "That what is that box? And he's, she's like, it's from last night. And they're like, why didn't you say anything about it? She's like, I didn't remember. And I was like, I mean, I'm going to give her a pass for not remembering shit. She's drunk. She's on pills. But yeah, they're, they're really like, what the hell is that? Also, I, but I don't understand why would they give a shit about the box? They don't know that that box evidence. is anything. Because it's evidence. Like, it's got his fingerprint on it. That's the best and they're going to well, get. No, I mean, the thing is, in a criminal investigation, you don't take anything away from the scene that could potentially help you find the person who's missing. But they're not investigating it. Right. They just said that this is not, well, we can't take it seriously. they didn't find cue, but they did that. They're like, <laughs> you holy shit, that? we got Cenobites, boys. <laughs> Another one of these boxes. Yeah. Holy smokes. It's, it's called it's called Square, the Book of Cenobites. <laughs> it's a new series coming from Bloomhouse. It would have been like, um, get the lamentation protocols together, boys. <laughs> but um, yeah, so at this point. She rushes back Colin, over to Trevor's place. Cause, yeah, because Nora and Colin are like just pounding her and she so she rushes out. Well, they're, and, they're fucking roommate and best friend or boyfriend well they like basically gone. are like this is your fault if you I told you not to go because she we didn't mention but she sees Colin as she's leaving and he's like it's just gonna blow over go back upstairs and she leaves so Colin's like I told you I told you to fucking stay in the house this is your fault and so she storms off victim feeling very blame. guilty victim blame victim yeah, blame big time so she's crying in the car she drives off to Trevor's and she's just jumps on him and we get a, a sex scene where she sees the Cenobite again and like freaks out and uh and this is when I wrote down what you fuck a Cenobite so uh, I will deny you three times just as <laughs> Peter denied Jesus. <laughs> I'm not having sex with a Cenobite. You know, no, this, is, this is the point that my notes, though, I wrote that down. I was like, huh. Keep asking. Maybe it'll, so, maybe right, it'll change. I'm going to wear you down. You're going to fuck yeah. a Cenobite by the end of this episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be having that uh, Munster scale <laughs> yeah, that you did after say. four watches. You liked it. Uh, but she's, uh, she's like, Trevor, I don't know what's going on. This is the same pills I used to do back in the day, and I never full on hallucinated before. And we finally get a timeline. It's been three days. She says, it has been three days. And I'm like, how? But it doesn't matter. Well, she starts, okay. So at this point, she starts drilling. Uh, she starts drilling. Trevor's like, okay, what the fuck was that container? Whose warehouse was that? Who told you about this place? What did, how'd you figure this out? And he's like, look, I don't know much. And he's, she's like, you better tell me fucking something. He's like, wait a minute. There's someone I might know. And so they basically like do a little research and they find out where the lawyer, the woman from the very beginning is at now. And she's in a hospital, like an old folks kind of like hospital hospice type. Yeah, thing. Like emphysema or something. Yeah. And so we cut to the now scene where they're going to basically go talk to this lady and just like, like, Hey, you know, we got some questions for you. And she's like, who are you? And they're like, well, Hey, we found this box. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, we're paraphrasing, of yeah. course, but she's like, damn it. I got rid of that thing. And they're like, well, we found it. She's like, how did you find it now? And she goes, she goes, I locked it up there. Yes. It wasn't lost. Yeah. We knew it was there. We locked it up. So no yeah, one else like, would get it. I got it. rid of it. Yeah. And she's like, you don't know whose mess you just stepped oh, in. She must have got rid of it when Voight disappeared. That, I bet, mm -hmm. is what well, yeah, she after hit. After what happens to yes. Voight, she's like, he's probably like, get rid of this thing, and she's like, on it. Yeah. Or she may just take it upon herself to be like, okay, this is fucked up everything. You gotta go, little box. Right, so she asks for a drink of water, and Trevor goes to get her the water, and then at that moment, the lawyer woman 
grabs the configuration cube and is like, I'm just going to put this away so I can't fuck with anybody else. Well, she's, then, like, she's like, you have no idea the hornet's nest you've stirred up. I'm going to take this and save you from this. And here's how easy this puzzle is. While they're fighting over the box, Riley goes to grab it. They somehow solve the puzzle by mistake in the <laughs> middle of a tussle. Human warmth solves the puzzle yes. in this configuration. <laughs> and uh, gets the lawyer. It cuts barely, her hand. And yeah, nicks her right between two fingers. Yeah. Just a little cut. But still, that's enough to make her go woozy and start seeing. I, I got to think there's some sort of chemical on the blade I that makes so. you I start like part of the supernatural curse of the yeah, cinnabite. Yeah. yeah. Like just you, as the portal opens, you, you, you get disoriented. You become more like aware of that, that alternate reality that exists. Mm. You become susceptible to both. Yeah. So you start it's, getting a little like woozy and kind of like, oh, it's ARDS, alternate reality distortion syndrome. It mm-hmm. happens when you get too close to any kind of parallel dimension, portals, that it's kind of problem. stuff. Real yeah. problem. The plane beyond sight. Exactly. Obviously, you're mm. not reading Token Spirit Guide. Or no. But this, no. this sucks, though, because like at this point, Riley's like, give me back my box. And then the uh, the boyfriend runs back, uh, Trevor, and he's like, what'd you do? What'd you do to her? And she's like, it's okay. I just nicked my finger. She says, I did it to myself. Yes. Yeah. And because uh, she doesn't want to get Riley in trouble because she, she knows that she has no idea what she's dealing with here. I also think she point, knows that she's like, she's fucked. It's over. So at this point, they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. We just cut this old lady. So Trevor and Riley, they leave. And now they're like, okay, come with us, Mrs. Uh, Sabrina. And they're going to take her to the infirmary because she's got her breathing problems now. She's like excited. She's having trouble breathing. They take her to the infirmary area. And inside this room, she starts seeing the walls reconfigure. You know, your classic, like, you know, intro to some Cinnabites about to show up. Mm-hmm. And then as she does, a creature in the walkway, and this is Wheezy. This is the uh, the Cinnabite Wheezy that I call him. I guess it's Fix is the uh, the actual proper name for this one. And um, it's got skin wrapped around its face, so it can't breathe. It's like it's trying to breathe through the skin, and it's like... <gasps> like that and it's like kind of bound and like walking forward is this the first time we've seen this Cenobite on screen because I was trying to remember like are are any of these repeats and the only one that repeats is Pinhead and Chatterer to my knowledge I believe so yeah This one was a super effective Cenobite for me. That wheezing was just creepy, Ooh. man. It, very Silent Hill reminded me of. Very painful breathing. Yeah, it was very, very effective. I'm sad we didn't get the uh, early 90s stereo Cenobite, but maybe next you mean, time. You mean VCR head? Yes, with shooting out the CDs. That's what I want. That's why I was wondering if it was like a reboot off of 2, because 2 talks a lot about the Leviathan. But anyway, so this Cenobite comes out and walks right by her, and she's like, oh, I guess I'm good. But then the wall opens behind her, and then there's the rest of them, and then they chain her up, and they take her away. It's so good. And then we get our first of our many classic Cenobite lines, save your breath for screaming, because she has a breathing problem. It's like, man, man, talk about salt in the wounds. She also takes out one of the bobby pins and puts it in her mouth as she says that. Out of the out of one of the other Cenobites' eyes. Yeah, that's Ugh, right. Yeah, it's so gross. We see a couple Cenobites at this point. We see the the one the basically the, the whole crew, the lady with the like arc on her head, mm-hmm. and she's the one that has like the thing taken out of her eye. We see Wheezy in the skin work, and I keep saying skin work like the, all their skin has been patterned into these like glyphs and symbols. Uh, every Cenobite mm-hmm. has it's so intricate and well done. Like that had been a blast to design. Yeah, their body suits are made out of their bodies. I yes. saw a thing on YouTube from the uh, Warner Brothers. It, the Pinhead, the what's her name? 
the actress who played Pinhead. Jamie Clayton. Jamie Clayton. I saw an interview with her. He said it took four hours to get into makeup. Holy moly. Yeah. That is a long ass time. But I appreciate it. That means that's all like physical work. You know, it's not all CG or here's a bodysuit and we'll green lantern this shit. You know what I mean? So I imagine that's about how long it took for all of them. I can't think her was substantially longer than the rest. So that's pretty impressive, a commitment to those roles. Even if you don't watch this movie, listeners, you should go look up the images of them because it is just so phenomenally done. Agreed. It, the, the work should be commended. Yeah, they're great. Which one was your favorite? Ooh, man, that's a tough one. I think, even though it's, it's OG, I do think Chatterer was... Ugh, just thinking about the, with his face pulled away and you see all the teeth. Ugh, it fucks with me. They were all gross as fuck, but I think that one messes with me the most. Mm-hmm. I think the final Cenobite of the movie is the one that I like the most. The Messiah one? Yeah. Okay. I thought that one looked sick. Yeah. The one the boy becomes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. That was really cool. I always love the like the, just the real like empowering design of like the lead priest Cenobite, whether it be Pinhead, you know, layer guy. Like I just love the outfits they always have. Like she had like a little like kind of like a cape dress thing going down. I couldn't tell if that was skin or what, but it looked like cloth, but it was like the same colors, her skin and her skin, like in her chest had been like woven into this really ornate weave. Uh, and then she had like, you know, like pieces, it looked like pieces of the machine, the Leviathan, like bedded in her neck and stuff like that. I just love the, like just the, the like uniformity of that. It was just really cool, but it's hard to beat the OG, right? Yeah. So after they leave the hospital, uh, Trevor does make a, a comment or later he's like, you know, I called about the lawyer and she's missing, right? Yeah. She's gone. Also, at this point, Riley's been doing some research too on Google because she misspells some stuff and it autocorrects. And I was like, that's a nice little touch. She finds out that Voight was the guy who originally like was involved with this lady and six people that he was like at his house, at his mansion or whatever, went missing. And she's like, dude, Trevor, check this out. Like all these people are missing who are associated with Voight, who this lady worked with, and his mansion is nearby. We should probably go check that shit out and see what this is all about. And Trevor's like, no, under no circumstances are we doing that. Yeah, so she gets a call from Colin, and he's and he Colin's like, where are you? And she's like, I'm doing stuff. And he's like, well, we're all fucking doing stuff, Riley. And during all this, Trevor gets the box and tries to run away with it. And knowing what we know about him, I don't know what he was trying to do, but he wrapped it up, and he was trying to do something with it. I think this scene was still just to throw you off the scent that he's a uh, turncoat. No, totally worked. <laughs> well, yeah, that's where he says we should just throw this box away. Yeah. Like, yeah. let me take it from you. Like, But when you consider his own uh, his overarching plan, it doesn't make sense. Right. Because he wants to feed the box. Yeah. And this is where my confusion comes in, because like, I think like, was he supposed to be the one doing it? Or? I think he was tasked with feeding the box himself. Well, he was. He How, was. Although, however, Riley was now doing it on her own accord by <laughs> accident. He tells later when the, the surprise reveal comes out. He's like, he's like, look, she was doing the work one way or the other. It was getting done. Who does who, What does it matter who's doing it? But it starts to matter because Riley's starting to smarten up about this. Is she though? She goes and does something very stupid. She, she goes to an abandoned mansion yes. and stays there until dark. All on her own. So she gets the box from him. She goes to the mansion and it is very run down. But also still has power. <laughs> very weird. Whatever. I expected layers of dust on all that furniture. Nothing. Nah, it's totally fine. Also, if I ever become like rich and opulent, well, I'm just going to basically have a room with statues that are covered in fucking cloth because there's nothing creepier than having statues uncovered and covered in a giant room. That's true. So the mansion is exactly what you would think. It is a giant house, but it's got this very ornate iron framework 
built all around it. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, it looks like a construction scaffold. I thought that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, wow, they use some fancy construction <laughs> scaffolding at this house. Yeah. Turns out that's not what it is, but we'll get to that. So Riley goes in, she wanders around, she finds like a control panel that has a bunch of switches that turns the power on. and Which we saw earlier in the movie in the, um, the yes. sex party. And she, it still works. It opens and closes like the gate on, I guess like it's a sunroof skylight. type thing. Skylight. It's a big skylight, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it opens some gates and closes some doorway gates and stuff. So basically it's, it's almost like this house is sort of a puzzle. He got like switches because he also has a bunch of switches behind his bar. And then none of them are labeled. That's the beauty of them. Mm -hmm. None of them labeled. He just knows. You got to remember like all 86 switches. Dude, I have like a a six light switch and I need to label those. It's like when you see a pilot's like cockpit and you see all the buttons and stuff. You're like, how the fuck do y'all even know what these mean? For as ornate as this ironwork is, you think he'd have a more up to date switch panel. Yeah, it's very old school. Yeah. It looks like a circuit breaker panel, essentially. Yeah, more or less. It looks like, yeah. It's like, come on. Oh, man, you spent all that money on the sex dungeon in the next room over. Couldn't you make it from, you know, spring for the little bit better panel well, so people will know what they're looking at? He follows the John Hammond school of not sparing any expenses. Anything that is exterior, money. Anything mm-hmm. that's interior, cut corners. How do you think you get the money for the exterior? <laughs> yeah, he probably had Nedry wire this whole thing up anyway. That's a fair point. Thank you for taking me to Jurassic Park school. No problem. <laughs> That's why we love you, John. All rich people are the same, so. <laughs> but um, at this point, she comes she, across his study, and she walks into, after seeing his little museum room that we saw in the beginning, but she walks into a study, and she finds a book, and she starts reading it, and this is where we see all the different configurations. She's like, holy shit, I, I recognize this, this these box configurations, and each one's associated with, like, Power, love, um, experience. No, no, um, not experience. Sensation, Sensation, resurrection, resurrection, Leviathan, power, and lamentation. Lamentation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically the six like final configurations that you can get. Maybe we got them. Maybe we didn't. Well, we only got four. Power (laughs) isn't. I don't think power is one because power is the Leviathan. No, I think Leviathan is power. I think she Mm -hmm. refers to it differently. But yeah. So anyway, like she's like, holy shit, that's what this thing is. And then she starts reading about the Cenobites because, of course, every rich person keeps like very detailed notes on these their crazy plans. And um, so she's like, okay, I know what these people are. I know what's going on. What the fuck? But she also is like, ah, resurrection. As a matter of fact, there's someone I want to resurrect. Because her brother is dead. Yes. So now she, she has a plan. Yes. She's a she's a lady with a plan, and it is to get the Cenobites to resurrect her brother. But then she hears something. What could it be? Oh, it's all her friends and her boyfriend because I guess Trevor, Trevor went and w- picked up Colin and Yes. What's the other girl's name? Nora. 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 I went and got him because you just seemed crazed about this and we had to help you out and stop you. And so they're all in the house at this point. It's nighttime in a giant abandoned mansion. So ridiculous. Never, never stay in an abandoned place after night, period. Right. At any point, right? They could all just walk away. Uh, Yeah. Leave the cube in the house. Walk away. We're done. Yeah. So like from this point, I understand because now she wants to resurrect her brother up until that she got that plan, though. Her knowledge, well, I guess she seemed to think figuring out the box will somehow let her know what happened to her brother. But I don't know how she made that logical leap. Doesn't matter. No, she was never trying to solve the box. It just kept accidentally cutting people and doing what it did. And it kept changing its shape after it would kill someone. But figuring out the history of the box would help her figure out what happened to her brother. That was her driving motivation before she decided to resurrect her brother. Oh, I thought she was just at Void's place to find out what the fuck the box was. Now, before that, she's trying to find her brother because she doesn't know that her brother's dead. Then when she learns all about the Cenobites, she decides, ah, I need to resurrect my brother. 
Cool. And, and the only reason Colin and Nora would hang around is because they haven't been given the full story yet. Well, and we just need some red shirts. Yeah. Somebody's got to die in this movie. That's true. So as any good horror movie, they all split up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. So it's Trevor and Nora. They're hanging out in the main like lobby messing with the, with the switches, yeah. right? The lounge. Yeah. And Nora somehow switches the panel that has the, the wall flip open. And well, then Trevor leaves because he goes, let's see what let's see what they got in this place and pulls out the booze. And Nora goes, we don't drink in front of Riley. And he's like, OK, I'm going to go to the bathroom then takes the <laughs> bottle of booze. So he goes to the bathroom to drink classic, classic party guy. It's a mm. lot of rooms here. Why did he go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, also, Riley wasn't there, so... Right, yeah. He could have drank right there and not... Because Riley is with Colin. I think he was trying to be respectful because he knew Nora was un- uneasy with him drinking in a situation where Riley was around. But okay. anyway, so he, he absconds to the bathroom to get himself drunk as shit. And then Nora starts flipping switches, as one does in a giant abandoned mansion in the middle of the night. And she does. She opens a secret door. Um, that goes into the, the walls of the mansion because you don't get a mansion without having secret walls. No, no, no. You do not build a mansion without yeah. secret passageways. Thank you, H.H. H. Holmes, for setting the, the standard of secret passageways. Um, you get a discount <laughs> with the construction if you put them in. You get the H.H. H. H. Holmes discount. Think of all the wiring that man needed to run to get all this to work, okay? With the passageways... He's got the money. I know, but the wiring is much easier with secret passageways. You just uh, run it along true. the walls of the passageway. Good point. Yeah, no problem. I'm an engineer, so... <laughs> a housing engineer. Oh, secret passage engineer. I got my certifications. Well, speaking of smart people, Nora goes into the secret passage into the wall. Well, it feels like it was very Ste- scuba Step two. Step like- two. Never go into a secret passage in an abandoned mansion. No. And, and it closes shut and she's locked in this corridor with no lights and she's like, ah, oh, darn it. Yeah, gee, <laughs> Willikers. We do need to mention she's holding the cube, I believe. Yes, for some reason she has the cube. Yeah. Because she needs to. So... Trevor, she's like, Trevor, come save me. And and so Trevor runs out and he flips like every switch except the one that he needs to switch. Well, she heard someone walking around in the hallways. Yeah. She heard something and she looked back and sees something and it starts chasing her. And she's like, what the fucking fuck? She's like, get me out of here. She's banging on the door. Trevor's trying to get the the, the corridor open. And all so he can he do can is play music out. very loudly. Like mm-hmm. seven of those 10 switches are music switches. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets stabbed in the back with a cube. Yes. Yes. Because she drops the cube in the hallway. It gets picked up by whoever was in the hallway with her. And just to clarify, listeners, it is no longer cube shape. We just refer to it right. as the cube. Yeah. It's like a, like two triangles touching each other. The Con- base of two triangles touching each other right now. We just lost our geometry game hard. Configuration four for all my uh, my pinheads out there. Okay. Yeah. So. I look, I only took 10th grade geometry. Two triangles <laughs> back to back. That's got to be college geometry. <laughs> Almost like a diamond. So they, yes. <laughs> they, they didn't teach me that in the 10th grade. They start slip, flipping switches because they're going to get that thing open for Nora. And they finally open the doors and they end up all stumbling into the uh, museum room from earlier in the movie where the uh, cube was originally at on display. Yes. Yeah. And that cube is still stabbed in poor Nora's back. Oh, like it looked like it hit her right in the spine, but I mm-hmm. guess it couldn't have, but she's like my back and they like roll her over and like, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause at this point, Riley's like, no one touch it. Cause Riley knows something's up with this cube. She knows this cube is the key to some shit. And then Trevor's like, no, check this out. I got this. And just yanks it right out of her back. She starts bleeding. Yeah. yeah just shoot in blood, like 12 feet in the air, like the Yosemite of blood. And they're like, all right, we got to get her out of here. 
duh, you probably could have started by leaving the, I mean, we know why Trevor did it, but point is mm-hmm. now it's like an emergency. So they're bringing her into the van and they start driving and they can't get out of this place. They're arguing. They're like lost in the woods. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me of the only good scene in Friday six when the kids opening up the map and it just keeps becoming, oh, and he yeah. goes, well, the map says we're fucked. You mean nightmare. 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 Yes. Nightmare six. I said Friday six, right? You said Friday. Friday. Friday, yeah. Freddy, nightmare. Nightmare six. Don't watch <laughs> it. It's terrible, but it has one good scene. And this movie reminded me of it. Now, and the reason we find out they're lost is because as they're driving this van away from the, um, cause, cause Nora has been stabbed. So at this point, you know, the set, the, the choice has been made. She's going to be sacrificed to the Cenobites, the Leviathan, and all that fun stuff. As they're driving, we see the road below the van, like as they pass, the road starts reconfiguring in that, like the way the world kind of refigures box wise, like we've seen when the Cenobites are able to come out. Mm-hmm. So we now realize that it's not isolated just to the area where you got stabbed or whatever. This will follow you wherever you are. So the road is reconfiguring. And so they're quote unquote lost, but the road has reconfigured so they can't get away. Yeah. And as they're driving away, Nora's in the back of the van. Everyone's in the front arguing about how the hell they're going to get out of here the van starts reconfiguring and becoming like a long yeah, it hallway. Stretches. But this is my favorite effect in the movie. Dude, this whole scene I thought it was is fantastic. the best one. Because you see the front, the front seats with the driver, uh, you know, Riley and Trevor are arguing, but it's getting further and further yeah. away from the camera and, and blackness. Too. Yeah. Just covered in blackness, but it gets smaller and smaller and you look behind her and it's happening with the back windows of the van too. And then it turns into a corridor and now she's like wherever the other plane is where yeah, they exist. The, the alternate, you know, yeah. world. Possibly inside the box. I think it's inside the Leviathan. <laughs> I think this world exists inside the Leviathan. I think this, the, like the world reconfigures. You just really want people to live in this box, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're right. It probably is the Leviathan. Yeah. She gets hit with the chains and she gets suspended up and then out walk our, uh, she starts you know, praying. Yeah. Yes. She starts praying like the Lord's prayer, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then Pinhead bends her backwards and goes, tell me, child, what do you pray for? And this is the first time we get to hear Pinhead really speak. Like and we've heard her whisper and say some shit in like the off camera and stuff. But this is where we like see her actually talking. And she's got this really cool kind of like male, female, masculine, feminine, like ethereal voice that all comes out at once. Man, it was really cool effect. Yeah, and I know they call her the female pinhead, but I don't really see gender in these Cenobites. No. No. They, you know what I mean? The, the priest. Yeah. You know. So if people are upset about a female playing pinhead, then you shouldn't be because you're missing the point. Is that yeah. something people were upset about? Oh, I yeah. just assume because oh. they always are, right? Yeah, people were upset about that. But if you watch this movie and walked away thinking this was anything but an exceptional performance, and I don't know what to tell you, you're a dum-dum. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> so pinhead takes out one of the uh, long pins from the middle of her head and then starts jabbing it through her neck. Is that the first time we've seen the pins come out of? No, he's pulled pins out. Oh, he's pulled out. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember. And I was like, is this the first time we've seen this? So, yeah. And and you get a view from inside her throat of the pin Mm -hmm. coming across and, oh. What is it you pray for? All of Asia. What did it feel like? A joyful note. There's no music in that. There is so much more the body can be made to feel. And you'll feel it all before we're through. 
and then she just uh, the chains screams and explodes, yeah. right? And then back in the van, now there's just like some blood on the floor of the van. Yep. And everybody's like, where the fuck did Nora go? And they Trevor crashes the, the van. Yes. And now they got to hoof it back. I don't think it was on purpose that Trevor crashed. No, no. Yes. I think this was an accident. But yes, he crashes the van and, and being startled. And uh, they're like, we're going to go back and find her. And it's like, bro, find what are you her. talking yes. about? Trevor, we're not going to find her. So we'll call the cops. They'll show up and find her. Like, no, dude. She didn't roll out the back of the van, bro. And like, while Trevor and Colin are arguing about it, Riley grabs the cube and hightails it for a bridge. Yep. She's finally going to throw it out. Oh, she's like, I'm going to get rid of this thing. She's like, I've done the breaking point. And right when she's about to throw the cube over, it goes, wait, right? Or, or the pinhead starts talking to her. Yes. Yep. Don't like, throw it. You started this. You have to finish it. We will not be denied. And then pinhead fucking cheats. Yeah. Because <laughs> she shoot, she causes the, or they cause the box to shoot out the knife, even though Riley hasn't solved it. And it stabs Riley. And now she's, uh, the, the pinhead. Well, this is. This is this plays into like the previous Hellraisers as well because the thing is whoever first like unlocks the cube is marked like you belong to the Cenobites at that point. This whole doing six sacrifices thing, I think that's new for this story because uh, I don't remember that being the case. No, yeah, the this other is ones. new. But like when you when you solve the puzzle, even like you know first time you know finger it a little bit, well, and boom, make it pop. You know like. You're marked like you're the Cenobites. Well, it's that less point. that so you're mar- says, you're dead, right? Well, in the previous versions, when you open the box, you were killed. Well, you're marked by the Cenobites for their their pleasures, the things, the sights they're going to show you, which is death, or they're going to turn you into a cube, or a, yeah, or a blood. There's a, lot, sp- there's a lot of options here, baby. Okay. Uh, mostly death. <laughs> Most of these options involve death. It <laughs> happens to you. You don't get to use the cube so, to do other stuff. Yeah. However, this so, time around, Pinhead says, "If not your blood, then another." Well, yeah. she said, and she, she said, said that multiple marked. times. Yeah, she said, you're marked and you're ours. So it's either you or someone else. And then that's when this is the best line in the whole movie. She goes, who are you? And their response was, we're explorers in the further regions of experience on Sensation's Rim. And I was like, whoever wrote that needs a pay bone. That was fucking great. Like, uh, the way she delivered that line was so good. I'm pretty sure it was Clive Barker. Because yeah, I think that, that was too. in the first movie. Okay, well, cool. Yeah. Give, that guy, yeah. give that guy 20 bucks. <laughs> Send him some Venmo. Everybody, Venmo, Clive Barker, 20 bucks. You know, and I'm uh, sure he was paid. Yeah, <laughs> for this one too. But yeah, so this Still is where a tremendous line. Though, this I is agree. where um, Riley realizes, like, okay, I can't throw the box away. I've got to either it's me or them at this point. And I think at this point she's like, okay, it'll be me. Yeah, she's freaking out. And as they're stumbling back to the house, she looks at Colin and goes, I won't let it be you. I promise well, I won't let it be right, you. Right, because now, now Colin and Trevor can see the Cenobites. Yes. Before, previously, they couldn't. Now everyone could see them. They're like, oh, what the fuck is that? They run into the house. Well, they get to the courtyard, and the gates are shut. And then they have to they have to like volley over there to get back yes. to the house. And while that's happening, all the Cenobites are starting to gather and chase them down. That one and is chasing Colin, and you're like, "Holy shit, it's going to eat Colin!" It's coming it's his chatter. direction, yeah, but yeah. it walks right by him and is going straight for Riley because that's the mark. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Chatterer breaks through the gate with relative ease and then pins her and Trevor against the side of the brick wall, like the opposite side. The gate swings full full open, and they're pinned between the gate. And the yeah. wall behind it. And he catches Trevor's knee and it's squishing it real good. And he's Oof. in a lot of pain and Chatter's face is up in his face. Ah, that, that, that. It's so and good. So, and then so Trevor pushes Chatter's face back and then Chatter just bites a chunk out of Trevor's arm at this point. Which I was happy to see Chatter finally use them damn teeth. Yes. yes. Instead of just walking around clicking his teeth like in the old ones, like we see some actual like action. Twist up toy. I can do. <laughs> You're right. It's like one of the little mouth toys you'd wind up and bounce around on the, the feet. chattering teeth. Yes, yeah. if you will. Uh, so he get. Uh, then Riley stabs Chatterer with the box. 
and he stops chattering, backs up, chain shootout, and they just rip him apart, and there goes Chatter. And it's like, aha, there's a we can fool the game too. You know, we can, you know, put our hand on the, the scales, so to speak. And this moment was really great because when Riley stabs Chatter, it was kind of like a split second decision of like, I'll use the box to like, you know, stab him. Let's see what happens. Um, the priestess, you know, Lady Pinhead, like sees this happen and then smirks like she smiles like oh that's clever like she respects the fucking game like she wasn't even upset that like oh i lost a cinnabite or i have to kill the cinnabite now she was like okay well played riley i see what you're doing here and uh but that little smirk that she gave i was like that's so creepy but yeah then uh chatter gets ripped apart and everyone gets blood splattered and they're going to run inside the house. And this is where they realize that the the ornate um, construction fences around yeah, the, the scaffolding. house are actually like a protectant, like the, the design on them keeps mm-hmm. the uh, Cenobites out. They can't come yeah. in, which okay. leads me to a question real quick, you mm-hmm. guys. We've never seen, I don't think we've ever seen, well, maybe we have uh, a Cenobite pick up the box because of the designs. The designs on this, this stuff, out the fencing outside the house and inside the cages that Voight built, um, it looks it looks just like the box designs. So are the Cenobites I, I, not allowed to touch the box? I feel like I've seen Pinhead hold the box. He is holding the box okay. on the cover of the movie. Well, covers never lie. And this one, I wonder if they can't touch the box just because, because they never pick it up either. When it falls on the ground, none of the Cenobites ever go grab the box. It's just laying around. They're yeah. always just going after people and stuff I wonder, like that. I guess it's a mix. I think you're right, and it does make a lot of sense because it does look like the scaffolding. But also, I guess they don't give a shit about the box. They're they they're they're on a mission. It so. could be. We don't know with the remake. Maybe I that see is a deleted story. story. Maybe yeah. Deleted story. yeah. Let me throw the box at one now and see what happens. <laughs> so they run inside, they close the gates, and now all of Trevor's the- like bleeding out. But I couldn't tell if it was a a, a gag. Or if he was like playing it up to be no, worse than really it was. Fucked. Has been like his whole because later on he like, gets up and walks around. Adrenaline, baby. <laughs> hands down, my least favorite part of the movie. So they put a tourniquet on on Trevor, right? And here's the thing: that is not like magic. You're going to lose that arm. The reason he's not bleeding is because all blood has stopped going to his arm. But after they put that tourniquet on, he is totally healed. Like it's like he's like the doom guy eating some pills, just ready to go. Is ridiculous. It's pretty close, but yeah. Uh, that's like my. I mean, such a minor complaint speaks to how good this movie is. But I, I was like, come on, y'all. So they concoct a plan, right? After Riley's like, we'll just sit in here. We're safe at keeping him out. And Colin's like, we can't stay here forever. Your boyfriend is over there dying. Also, just in general, they can't stay there forever. So true. Mm-hmm. So they're like, what we'll do is we'll we'll lure one of them in and we'll trap it and we'll we'll sacrifice it for the next configuration change. But in the meantime, old Voight comes out. From and this is where we yeah, this is where we first reveal that Voight is still alive. We've seen something walking around in the house, but we didn't know what it was. This is the first time we've actually seen Voight is still alive, and he comes out and he talks to Colin. And you see the con- Trevor. Trevor. Trevor, I'm sorry, Trevor. Right, and you see, you see him come out, and he's uh, he grabs Trevor by the face, <laughs> which is a very abrupt way to wake somebody up. He's like, I told you this should have been done by now. And he's like, what are you talking about? And look, it went a little sideways, but Riley basically took the reins and is feeding the box. Don't worry. We're going to get there. We're still going to get to point B from point A. He, I mean, he is very worked up, considering five or six is pretty good, actually. Yeah, he's I thought done. it was doing all right for a loser, <laughs> Trevor, you know? <laughs> But he's like, don't you understand? And he like points at the contraption that it's is like on his steampunk. It's it's a gears. it's almost like um, strings being pulled in like a lever, 
or a pulley Ooh. system through his body. It's his right? nerves. No, it's his nervous system. Right. Yeah. So like, it's just like, holy shit. And, and I think he, he accepted the treasure or the reward of sensation. Yes. So what the Cenobites have done now is given him a device that at random, they will pull the strings of his nerves through his body just Ooh. randomly. And he, you can it's, sp- a, it's like a loom. It's like a loom. And there's like, they, his nervous system looks like yarn Ooh. being like, just yeah. like funneled into this, like, you know, like spindle type contraction. That's like pulling out his nervous system slowly and like wrapping it up in a little, th- it's so creepy, but yeah, it's like this giant metal, like key thing in his chest, like sticking through. Yeah. And he's like, look, Trevor, every moment of this is an eternity. I need this off of me now. Why would anyone pick sensation? What a trap. That is, well, that is the most monkey paw of them all. They're all monkey paw, but that one just screams like <laughs> this one's going to be bad. Are you saying you think uh, Voight would have known a little bit about what he was getting into you before would, he can, got to that point? Look, he, my man was bored with giant sex parties. Okay. He's looking for the next thrill. He also had the detail book that told him every configuration. Yes. Well, I wonder if he wrote that before or after. Well, he knew oh, enough okay. to build that scaffolding, so he had some details. True. That's a good point. True. He should have known better not to fuck with this yes. at all. Yeah. <laughs> Go back but, to the sex dungeon, man. Anybody who has their neck ripped open and like a vagina type shape and is talking and it's like vibrating and stuff like that. I see that. I'm not going to be like, this person has my best interest. In yeah. Seems trustworthy. I'm sorry. When you're wearing your skin as a bodysuit that's been ripped up and pulled and like weaved together, you know, I'm going to be like, this person probably is on the same level as me here. But maybe that's what he wanted, though. Maybe he was like, yo, let's try this out. Let's try this mm-hmm. like skin suit shit out and maybe he thought he was going to get that but instead he got the nervous system loom i think you need to start networking at the tattoo parlors and the suspension pierce place and then you can find your way into a group of friends that have the same ideas as Mm -hmm. you you know you don't got to go to a hell priest with that kind of money you could have someone basically just cut you up yeah that's true too done and done probably safely and uh with surgical precision yes Thank you. Mm, nice save, Like Harry. a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, all right, one more to go. Fucking make it happen, right? So they uh, open the gate and they're Riley. Riley goes out and goes like, Buzz, I'm looking through all your stuff. You better come out and pound me. Yeah. <laughs> like lures one of the Cenobites in, and it's one that's got the skin over the face. Mm-hmm. Now, is this the Weezy. Ace Fix? Yeah, this is the Ace okay. Fix, or Wheezy, yeah. as I like to call them. Yeah, first they were like, we're not falling for your stupid trap. Because uh, they just, they open the gate, and they all just stand there and look at her. She's right. Like, oh. Yeah, they've got her kind of surrounded, and they're all like, hmm, what's the play here? But the uh, the one with the, um, the one that looks like almost mechanical in a way, like her hands, like from the, uh, the middle finger to ring finger, split apart. And now... Now she's got like four little mini hands on each side. It's, it's like, such a gross effect. It's so, I love it. Yes. I thought it looked so awesome. Yeah. So the, the, yeah, Ace Fix runs in. It doesn't run. It walks in and it kind of looks at him. shuffling like a weird kind of Silent yeah. Hill shuffle after her. It looks at him a little bit and then it just bolts so right fast. at Riley and chases her down the hall and she drops the cube and gets cornered in a back room. Well, this is actually really cool when he like, when it starts chasing him because like it's arms, like it looks like it has like a straight jacket, like trash bag holding its arms behind its back. Like it's like tied up in like a bag type situation and it's its skin. Mm-hmm. Before it starts chasing Riley and Colin, like it rips that skin apart. Like it busts out of its like you bond- seen my bondage. F- yeah. Yes, it's bondage. Exactly. Thank you. Good. Thank you for helping nice. with that one. Um, and then it starts just like bolting and they're like, oh shit. Cause before it's like a little shuffle, like we got this, we got mm-hmm. this. And then it's like snap free run. They're like, oh shit. And Riley <laughs> runs straight into a fucking concrete pillar. So dumb. As she's running, drops the cube and then manages to get in a room as some switches are being flipped and it traps the Ace Fix Cenobite 
in the gate. Like it's like like a, a bear caught in a trap. It's like halfway through. And he's the whole time that thing is trying to get at her. He's like a zombie almost. So Pretty much impressive. so that it splits the skin on its face yes. open. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like an open maw. You realize underneath that skin is just like a skinless face. But when, but when it does switch in the aerodynamic mode, it was like, you haven't even seen my final form. Like Pretty it much. breaks out, yeah. man. It was Tre- awesome. And Trevor's laying on the ground like, Riley, you good? She's like, I think so. And then Colin's like, why don't you just kill it? And they're like, I dropped the cube. It's out there where you are. So he's looking around I for it. The cube. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, where is it? I don't see it. And Trevor looks at one of the secret passages that's been opened up. And then from out of nowhere, Voight comes up and stabs Colin in the chest with the blade in the cube and then goes up. Slices yeah. <laughs> him up the chest. Just Which sounds worse than it is, though, because it does not kill him. No, no you think that would open yes. up the enough cut, for guts the to cut fall out? Looked like the chest was just going to basically like spill out, open up yeah. like in the thing, like John Carpenter's that thing. But like, no, he just like goes to the ground. And he's like, ah, I've been cut. I was <laughs> like, damn it, bro. <laughs> One thing that was really dumb, I assume it's there for like cinema sins reasons, is when she drops the cube, we do see Boyd's hand just like take it. There's like a split scene oh, of I him didn't taking see that. the really? cube. Really, yeah. I missed that. I missed that <laughs> I was too. Like, oh, so dumb, but it's okay. there so that people like us don't go. How do you get the cube? Right. Oh, I thought it was gone, and I was like, well, Voight's got that I just cube. assumed, Yeah, uh, right? Trevor's laying on the ground. He's like, ah, you didn't have to do that. We had a plan. And he- I was like, wait, why the fuck do you care, Trevor? Like, you, you're letting everyone else get sacrificed for this payday. Why did you care about Colin all of a sudden? Well, I think he cares about, he does care about this group of people. He does. Like, he, I, th- I think he was not enough to give up the payday, as we about see. About to say, because the whole but- thing, other people, Nora and uh, Matt and all of them have been fucked up by the Cenobite well, cube. I don't think he knew about like, that Matt. I think he's having a little sympathy for this group, right? I led them in. I'm fucking them up. Ah, dude, you didn't need to have that one, too. We well, already had the plan. For a great time for it. Well, because right. he could have killed the one Cenobite well, that maybe, was just yeah, as close. Oh, maybe because he now knows you can use the Cenobites right. as a sacrifice. Yeah. So he's like, well, you know, doesn't yeah, matter. Voight, yeah, Voight he's goes, like, does a blood's not matter. Blood. <laughs> yeah, Voight's like, finally, we, we have the, the final configuration. And this is where we get the twist, by the way, because Riley's like, how do you know him? The double cross is revealed. Yeah, and Voight's like, uh, you mean this fucking dude? Yeah, he's been on my payroll the whole time, and he's going to keep being on my payroll. Watch this. Go ahead and open the gates. And he does. Uh, and so Riley's like, Colin, you have to run. Get out of here. And Colin's like, my whole sternum's ripped, bitch. No, he's like, okay. He gets up and he starts Decides running. Decides to run downstairs into the basement of the <laughs> yes. sex dungeon. That's how to get out. And some Cenobites start chasing him. Yeah. Yeah. And Trevor like really half-assedly tries again, to get Again, he's the him. next one marked by the, the Yeah, cubes, I think so. it's the one that has the arc of skin above her yes. head. Yeah. And her whole thing seems to be like wires, oh. like, like fence wires. Not like not barbed like wire, but like wire. yeah, like metal garot wire. wire, like like you know, basically like so you know, Rottweiler, garot, <laughs> garot. Oh, okay. What happens to poor Colin, man? Oof. When the, that wire like rips into his forearms, like Oof. almost down to the bone, I was like, yo, you ain't healing from that easy. I know he might survive. So spoiler for five minutes from now, he survives. But I don't know that he's gonna have a happy life after all. Honestly, that as much nerve damage is gonna happen with that Oof. wire cutting almost to the bone on like multiple areas of your arm, you may not be able to use those arms. It's again. not just his arm though; it's, it's his, his entire body. Yeah, but I'm saying like. Yeah. The arms, you see it like actually like tighten up and it like sinks into the skin like super deep. You know, like there's some damage here. How's he going to explain that when he goes to the hospital? I got really caught. I fell in a grand piano. Well, you see what had happened was (laughs) I tumbled into a wire fence at a chicken coop. Yeah. So that's going on downstairs. Voight's like, open the gate, let mm-hmm. them in. Trevor pops the last uh, lever that opens the gate, 
and in walks the hell priestess. And right when she gets into the corridor that's about to lead in the room they're all in, he flips it shut again. Boom. Now we got Pinhead trapped. That's right. Voight traps all the uh, the Cenobites or mm-hmm. most of the Cenobites in the little like, you know, gate doors and stuff like that. And he's like, do you think this is just a fancy house? No, this is a cage. You fuck me over and I'm going to trap your priestesses and you're going to basically do what I want you. He's going to try to blackmail the Leviathan at this point. He's like, take back your fucking gift. I don't want it anymore. It sucks. He's like, you deny our gift. It's like, yes, it sucks like a lot. (laughs) You call this a gift? And she's like, well, once certain thresholds have crossed, there's no one crossing them. The only way to the only way to get out of that threshold is to find further thresholds. And I was like, yo, you can only go deeper into this. That's crazy. And she's like, there's no takesy backsies. There's only exchanges here at the Hellraiser Mart. (laughs) (laughs) Once you check in, you can never check out. So while they're having this conversation, Riley sneaks up and steals the box. And mm-hmm. runs to go save Colin. So they head downstairs, and while Colin is being suspended with this wire and screaming in pain, she looks at the Cenobite and goes, you said I got to choose. And he's like, the choice is made. And she's like, no, no, not him. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. She's very clear. She goes, <laughs> vagina, vagina next Cenobite is like, I already got it. I'm yeah, good. we're good. <laughs> Almost like a Cenobite smartass, right? Because Riley goes, I didn't choose him. And she goes, and yet he was chosen. <laughs> yeah. like, Damn. Yeah, that was a great delivery. <laughs> Yeah, she says, not him. And then Trevor's kind of like, what are you doing, Riley? And how do they get in the kerfuffle that ends him stabbed in the gut? I think she just stabs him. She, well, she turns around and she's like. Oh, she's he like, tries to take it no, from yeah. her. Yeah, because she, she goes, she goes, well, I'm, I'm going to make a choice. And then Tyler's like, what are you doing, Riley? And she like turns around and looks at him. He's like, no, 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 Riley. Just give me the box. And he goes for it. And then she just stabs him in the gut. And she's like, the right. choice is made. And then he gets to replace Colin, Colin mm-hmm. where he's like on top of a table. It's like a cover of like a well. Yeah, it looks like, like a well that. or something like that. It's yeah, an your altar classic inside kind. inside mansion well. Yeah, so that <laughs> Cenobite releases Colin, and then the wires go and grab poor old Trevor. And man, the one that wraps around his arm and slides the skin straight off the muscle oh, they, was they, like, they, holy they glove shit! Him like they use the wire to like just basically like slide underneath the skin and just like take his skin right yeah, off. And the wires wrap around his forehead, his Oof. mouth, his neck. It's and just then, de-skinning him. And at some point, you just see that tabletop on top of the well just crush, and he just sunk straight into the well. Into a bottomless pit, and I was yeah. like, of course. <laughs> I was like, maybe Cinnabite World has this. Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. But yeah, that was a little bit cheesy. He just falls forever like uh, Alice in Wonderland, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I guess they rush back upstairs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, they un- they unswitch the, the gates so that Pinhead can be face-to-face with Voight. And Voight's like, what are you doing? This is crazy. Uh, hello, I'm supposed to be the bad guy here. And Pinhead's like, calm your nuts. Here's the deal. Obviously, sensation is not for you because you're a little bitch. So what you seem to like is power. Everyone's like, okay, I could get behind that. And they yank him well, out. She up. said, she's like, you've always done these things for quote unquote sensation. But really what you've been doing is just trying to control and right. be powerful. Yeah. And, she's, and she's like, so maybe you want power instead. And he's like, yeah, power. That's the ticket. Anything's better than this is what he literally <laughs> yes. says. And then the contraption falls off Which, of his why body. Why would you say that? At this point, you know, <laughs> like you've got your monkey pod chest. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> nervous so system dumb. tendrils. Yeah. Like just assume anything, like anything's better than this. No, bro. They're probably all no. equally bad. 
Yeah, or worse. This might be the least bad option. You don't know. They got right. nothing to do in their spare time except for thinking of things worse than this. <laughs> yeah, so the contraption falls off and you see him from the back. His back is open and the spine is gone. It's literally a hole through yeah. his body and you watch it all refiber together and reattach and then he's made whole and he's like, holy shit, yay. <laughs> but immediately I'm after back, he goes, baby. It's <laughs> immediately as he goes, yay, a fucking giant harpoon <laughs> chain comes from the sky and goes, kaplunk straight into his body and starts lifting him up to the ceiling. And one thing we didn't mention real quick is the moment the Cenobites get in and get trapped, the Leviathan, the large shape, extends from the sky and is actually hovering above the, the mansion. The right. mansion. And if but, you're confused when we say Leviathan, think of a giant black diamond floating in the sky with lightning. And I thought the sound effects of the thunder and stuff sounded tremendous. great. Yeah. We didn't mention also once the final uh, body is given to the device, the cube, it, all the blood starts spilling out from the top of the Leviathan cube up to the ceiling and splattering against the skylight. Yeah, like gravity is in reverse when the blood, so the blood right. starts like dripping upwards into the skylight. That summons the Leviathan. So the Leviathan's present as the rest of these scenes that we just described play out. So yeah, the, the chain shoots out of the Leviathan itself right through Voight and starts pulling him up to the Leviathan. Right, and he goes off into a glowing bluish white light and then that's it for now mm -hmm. we'll revisit him in just a moment so finally we come back in Riley and the main room where the priestess pinhead is there and is like what is your gift that you want because she did all six configurations all six sacrifices right. now she gets her monkey's paw wish so riley gets her reward pick your poison and she goes i don't want none yeah she's like i've seen your gifts they all suck and she's like well don't you want to bring your brother back and she like brings the brother back like and he's she's like riley save me and he's and she is one of the smartest characters i've ever seen in a movie go that's not my brother that's some bullshit hologram thing right. like she's like you can't trick me and so pinhead then tries the good old-fashioned guilt She's like, okay, so think about all the people the that died. The old-fashioned guilt trip. Yeah, all of those people whose lives you ruined for nothing. You think I have suffering for you? Mm. You are. You don't even know suffering because you're going to feel guilty about this for your whole life. You've chosen the lament configuration. Dun, dun, dun. She turns away, looks back, and they're gone. And the cube is in its original cube shape. Which is the lament configuration. Yeah. Because each one of those shapes is a different configuration. And I think what we're trying to understand is like every single thing you choose comes with some kind of painful, like, yeah. you know, like outcome that comes along with it. Almost like the uh, the knowledge and the knowing of basically making people suffer and being alive with that knowledge and knowing that life sucks is almost like the pain and torment you get from that. And I was like, wow, that's kind of a downer. It's true. But I got to tell you, that'd be the one I'd pick. Same. <laughs> really? After all so? you saw? You think so? You'd pick that one? You're going to take getting your nerves pulled every seven seconds? It seems to be the forever. There is no look, death. You're already only, dead. It's only one of six, you guys. Only one look, of six. Survivor's guilt is a thing. I totally get it. Yeah. But you know what? We can work through that. We've got some therapies. I'm sure it's miserable. She's got pills. But you know what's less miserable? It's probably less miserable than any of those other options. You know what Riley could say is like, I didn't do that. The Cenobites did. Mm. Well, that's deflection. But it's partially it was true. Poor, it was poor decision-making by Riley that put us in this situation. Actually, you can Take blame it on Trevor. for your actions. Actually, you can blame it on Voight. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, There's I no way. Saying. You don't have to stop with you. Like, there was... You were put you into this rat trap. Further and further down <laughs> right. the Why would somebody even make this box? Well, go watch four and you'll find out. <laughs> it's made in space. Uh, man, I should go rewatch that one. Well, let's finish the movie. 
So we've got Voight now in this ethereal plane where he has been shaved and baby powdered white. Shaved in a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh man, what is going on right now? And he's laying on what almost looks like a crucifix. Yeah. And this movie does not shy away from full frontal male nudity. Nope. We get a shot of the Johnson as we camera up to his face and go to his eyes. We've got sack. You start to see the, the transmogrification occur. His skin starts flaying and splitting and getting tied into weaves just like we saw before. His leg muscles are on full display. His genitals are gone. Well, they get folded up. And then there's like a black plug mm-hmm. that I noticed was put into place. I assume they just retreated. They're like, we want no part of this. <laughs> <laughs> right back up inside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then his face, his cheeks splay outward and wrap around these bars. Well, with the top and bottom of your lip mm-hmm. meet, like a strip of flesh gets like mm. just pulled back. Like you're like pulling off like one of those like envelope. Like you get the FedEx and you pull off yes. to open it. Like it gets pulled back and like stretched out. So his his like cheeks have been ripped open on the sides. So is he going to be new chatter? I thought he was going to be new doctor. He, yeah, oh. he's, Remember he's, the doctor from part two? He's the new two? Leviathan. He's okay. the new embodiment of the Leviathan. Because the priestess, you know, Lady Pinhead was just like, you know, like, oh, you want more than just, you know, a life of servitude. You want to be the biggest and the best, the most powerful. Mm. And I think they're like, yeah, we need a new body for that. I wonder how you become a Cenobite then. Which one of the configurations is Cenobite configuration? I think it's uh, I think it's just kind of like they see something special in you. Okay. Yeah. You have to get chosen. You don't call them. They'll call you. Right. All right. Send us your resume. We'll keep it when there's an opening available. Okay. But yeah. And then you watch him. He kind of, the wings of the crucifix open up and then you see him in his full Cenobitic glory. He seems to be enjoying himself. Or at least he's got a lot going on in his yeah. mind right now. Like lots of process. <laughs> and we keep cutting to like the, um, this like really trippy kind of like whitish blue like effect on the screen, which is supposed to be like the higher being that's inside the Leviathan like this ultimate power, which is very reminiscent of the Clyde Barker stories. Like he talks about that kind of stuff. So um, I don't know exactly what it is, but yeah, that's, he's basically like, that's why he's happy. It's like, it's like meeting your God and being like, okay, you're making me an angel. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Hellraiser 2022. I would highly recommend it. I think it is like John said earlier, probably the third, if not the second best of the bunch. I'm going to say second best Hellraiser. Yeah. I think it beats out Hellbound. Hmm. I like Hellbound because of the lore and what we see and stuff. And also that's that one scene alone where you see Frank with no fucking skin. It's like, help me. I'm in hell. Yeah. That's fucking iconic. I love that. So I don't know. Honestly, who's got a bunch of dirty mattresses. Let's not forget. <laughs> part one is very boring. You guys, it is true. I it's say so Hellbound boring. two, Hellbound, Hellbound, Hellraiser two. And then this one, I put this above the original. You would. Yes, sir. Hmm. You know, I know that's, I that's kind I would of controversial, that. but like this, for an original introduction to the Cenobites, the box, and the lore, this was a much more entertaining, much more like visually like, you know, spectacular like presentation than the very first Hellraiser. I know it's classic, but let's be honest, sometimes you can do it better. Texas Chainsaw Remake. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm with you, but I'm, I, my favorite one, and one, if I were to put one on, it would always be three. Why? Three is so bad. Oh, we also did see the like the block with the body parts from part three. It yeah. was in the hallway and like at one point. The totem, whatever the totem yeah. is, it spins. I don't know, guys. Uh, the first one's still too good for me. I love the traveling of getting Frank's skin. Like, that is just such a fun story. The first one yeah. has some cool moments, but Garrett is right. I mean, he's spread with a lot of really boring shit. Mm-hmm. To get, you have to pay a lot. You know what? It's probably, it's almost like a meta movie you have to suffer a lot for for some of the greatest <laughs> I don't know if I'd parts say suffer but I know, you definitely have to yeah 
Well, Doug Bradley weighed in and he said on a tweet, I'm a bit blown away by this. The clever redesign of the makeup, the shimmer of the pinheads, the palette, whatever the keyhole locket tracheotomy thing is at the throat, it's simple, subtle, disturbing, and sexy. Everything it should be. Peace and pain, Doug. So, so Doug would fuck a Cenobite. Uh, clearly. <laughs> and he gave his thumbs up. Yeah. So if you're on the fence about checking out this new one, don't. It's a good movie. Yeah. What are you doing? Go watch it. Definitely go watch it. And, you know, hit us up on the social media. Let us know if you'd fuck a Cenobite. I mean, it's just that simple. You know, we'll do a poll. Yeah. Garrett wants to find like-minded people like himself that would fuck people we, with skin really falling off the body. Poll that says, would you fuck a Cenobite? I'm sure you could probably a, word it a little. on Twitter right now. You could word it a little better. Okay. Would you make love? <laughs> <laughs> would you make sweet, passionate love? Would you love? get freaky with a Cenobite? I got it. Do you fancy a Cenobite? <laughs> oh, okay. Would you make whoopee? <laughs> Well, listeners, what did you think about Hellraiser 2022? Why don't you let us know on our social media? We got a Twitter, an Instagram, a Facebook. You can find everything we're up to at thegravetalk.com. Coming soon, a TikTok. We'll see. <laughs> I kind of like just plugging the thing that will never exist. Yes. We'll tick your talks one day. Don't worry. Yeah. What are we doing next time, Garrett? The next movie we're doing is the 1985 monster flick, Ghoulies. Uh, Ghoulies, yes. The VHS cover that was most memorable to me as a kid walking through the aisles. The little monster pooping its head out of the toilet. I thought you said pooping its head out of the I toilet. I did as well. Pooping, yeah. poking, whatever. Pooping. I love yeah. that. They no, both that, work. That cover always caught my eye, too. You could never not see it. Yeah, it was great. Was there a lenticular cover for that, or was that part two? Yeah, everything had a lenticular in the 80s, man, so it, I'm sure it did. <laughs> it could be anything. So, yeah, Ghoulies is the next movie, and then after that, we'll figure out what we're going to do then. Okay. Well, listeners, you've got your homework. Go watch Ghoulies. If you make it to Ghoulies 3, they go to college. How Just many Ghoulies are there? Three. Four? Uh, is it just three? I, I think there's four. only three. Okay, so they, I get it. Like most of us, they graduate college, hit the workplace. And right, kind right. Of well, Matthew Illard is in part three. Right. He goes to college with them. Look, okay. I'll do my homework as the listeners do their homework, and we'll come back next time for Ghoulies. Love it. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you then.